Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, before we get started in all of our normal boisterous uh, way, I just wanted to start this episode out uh, by uh, saying that I, I, all of us here send our love uh, and support to those affected directly and indirectly by the uh, terrorist attacks in Christchurch, um, where two mosques uh, were the site of mass shootings and uh, over I believe 50 people um, were were killed and uh, even more were wounded. Another 50 were, were wounded. Um, attacks like this uh, have uh, a, a terrible effect, obviously, on those all directly affected, um, but also uh, impact those who are targeted in, in the broader sense, those who are made to feel afraid uh, by uh, just being who they are. Um, these are attacks meant to tear us apart and to put us against each other. And they are attacks that come from a number of reasons that we need to take seriously and, and including some uh, that we have not taken seriously. Uh, conversations around the ways in which internet algorithms and internet communities uh, lead to radicalization, questions about white supremacist and white nationalist groups internationally. Uh, these are all things that we cannot put to the side because to do so is to say that moments like this are uh, somehow emerge from vacuums, that somehow they are uh, incidental to the world as it is, um, that, they are, that they are not emerging from anything but instead are blips, are flukes. These aren't flukes. These come from a particular history. These come from particular moments in time and reflect real things. And the reason I think this is important to underscore is because to not do that is to do wrong by those who were killed. Um, we have a responsibility to take these things seriously, both in terms of questions of gun violence and in terms of racism and xenophobia, and in this case, Islamophobia. Uh, it's key. Um, so uh, again, our, our hearts and our love uh, go out to you. you. You have those if you are in a marginalized community, if you feel like you are under threat. Um, and uh, please, again, just I, I hope everyone stays safe and uh, continues to try to love each other and think critically in this moment because it's so easy to, to take uh, rash action or to jump to conclusions. So uh, move, move carefully, but move critically and don't be afraid to take a stand in these moments and uh, to push people to confront the reality of a situation like this. Um, I know if you listen to our show, that's probably something you already do in your day-to-day -day life. But uh, in the face of this, it can be easy to kind of retract and not want to say anything. And please know that when you do that, the people who suffer are the people who are, are impacted uh, and who are hurt because this is when those people need us the most to st stand up and say something and, and demand that our leaders and our politicians take seriously threats like white nationalism, xenophobia, Islamophobia, gun violence, uh, internet radicalization, and everything else. Um, we should not try to minimize this and we should not try to safely hide behind the shields of irony or anything else. Uh, confront this head on if you have the strength to do it um, and support those uh, who, who do that with you. All right. With that, uh, here is episode 226 of Waypoint Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sunday morning, make some toast, make some tea. That's where I want a butter and a jelly. Kick back, look at the iPad, see what's going on in the news. Where you want to be, you know, carbs. I miss carbs so much. (laughs) They're good. Sometimes I dream about carbs. Sometimes you dream about carbs. You know, it's all all day I dream about sex, all day I dream about soccer. All day I dream about carbs. Mm. Pasta. And cars now, I understand. Cars, carbs. You like the two things. Yeah, those are the, the intersection there. That are wonderful and love I miss. Carbo load for your F1 race. <laughs> uh, is that a thing? Well, apparently they don't have to cut weight anymore because now they have a minimum weight. What's their minimum weight? It's uh, 80 kilograms. Okay. With the seat. With the seat, though, too. Yeah. So basically, the driver plus pounds. seat cannot weigh less than 80 kilograms. Can you just so you make have, like, a heavier seat if you have a lighter driver? Yes. Okay. Right. You'd have to. One so of these guys is 137. Too, mm, uh, Very practically abandoned weight. No, 137 I don't think pounds. you can do that. I don't think you can do that. You think the seat is the seat? So the thing is, they're gonna ballast. They will ballast you to hit 80 kilograms. Like yeah. that's that's the thing. Like you're not going to mm. get under 80 kilograms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, they're no longer like starvation rationing. Right. Uh, right. Some of their drivers. Uh, by the way, worked out well. Valtteri Bottas uh, won the first race. Yeah, I saw. Well, yeah, I didn't literally well. see, but I I read. Yeah, he looked. He looked a little more built out too. He, had he looked some, a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could eat a sandwich this time. Over here in Soccer Town, Liverpool v. Bayer. Excuse in, me. In I'm sorry. Football Town. Thank you. Uh, we, mm, you know, the British people call it soccer originally. It's on them. Uh, yeah, but it's not anymore. Also, true? the entire fucking yeah. world plays football. That's where it comes from. That's it comes from yeah. England. Soccer wait, wait, comes wait. from England. Soccer comes from England. So then. They circled back why around. Why they change? They circled back around. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Class. Right. Yeah. That, it, that plays the into the answer it. is class. I think yeah, right yeah. because soccer was a, an abbreviation from Oxford of association football. Okay. And sock in the middle of association. I, I don't know how they get to. I mean, it's like SOC. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a soccer. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then the outsiders came out, and it was like socias versus greasers, and uh-huh. they were like, "Well, we gotta. That's that's <laughs> gotta, ruined now. Yeah, cancel yep. this. We don't. We don't want anyone to think that like we don't want to be associated with the likes of Pony Boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, Patrick. I'm what's just up? glad that. I'm just glad that we learned this information because now the next time someone calls me out, I'll just say, well, that's, that's what, what I was do. originally called. I'm just being historically accurate. <laughs> it was originally Thanks. called football, but they, it, I just put it on the British. That way I can be like, fuck, it's them. It's not me. Blame, <laughs> the, blame the queen. Like I always do. You gotta, the real official is called footsie, right? Foot, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Playing yeah. a little footsie. <laughs> Footy. Nope. Footsie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's why you always go to footsies. you go to Evo and you'll hear people talking about like, oh, he's got really good footsies. footsies. That means yeah, right, he's right, good right. at soccer. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, uh-huh, also from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that actually the original term was toasty. Footsie, right? Was from Mortal Kombat, okay. but they had to censor it. That's why he says because toasty. they had the green blood in right. one version right, of it, right, and they right. had to say yeah. footsie. Right? Uh huh. You couldn't really. Hear. I don't know if you knew. I do now. 
I've been informed. What's good, internet? <laughs> it is Monday, March the, what is it? 16th. 16th was two days ago. 18th, 2019. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Welcome to Waypoint Radio. Uh, episode 226? It yeah. is. That's a pretty good number. It's not as good as 225, which I said last week was a really good number. Yeah. Uh, we are here in G in G4, our new studio space. G4! Uh, no relation. <laughs> it should be very clear. No relation. Yeah. Except for Patrick Klepek, who is like <laughs> <Yes>. our, <laughs> our cousin. Don't to you, G- you see? EGM's hiring. The cycle continues. <laughs> oh, no. That's beautiful. Are they hiring? They are. Uh-huh. You know? Some wait, Patrick, why are you, why are you the keeping track of listings? Yeah, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> you going somewhere, are we? No, people are tweeting them at me. I'm good. <laughs> Damn. I'm good. As he picks up a I'm vice good. mug. No. He did pick up, is that a, is it, that a vice mug? No, it looked like not, it. Sorry. Not. It We're looked just, like no. it from an angle. We are conditioned to think it is. It's all a vice mug. Yeah, that's what we all have. Those are the voices, of course, of Daniel Riendo, Patrick Klepek, and Rob Zachney <laughs> joining me here on this fine Monday afternoon-ish. We're getting there. Almost an two afternoon. Minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, two, two minute warning to oh, afternoon. Shit. Yeah, we got a long morning this morning. Two minutes to PM. That's on me. Uh, it's it's on me. It's on me. Uh, how's everybody doing? How was everyone's weekend? Everyone feeling like I did rested? Four hours of jujitsu yesterday, and you watched seventy hours I did of F one. Six hours of EMT on Saturday night, and yeah, and then I also watched six hours of the F one documentary again. That's a good diet to be on, like or like a workout plan. Six yeah. hours of EMT, Hell four yeah. hours jujitsu, six hours F one, <laughs> on off on. That's, exactly, that's how it goes. That's how my God. weekends go. Patrick, Rob, how about you? How was your... You, Ethic, you, ethical dilemma. Wait. Ethical dilemma. Okay. Oh, right. no. So... Can I play Baba is You during a podcast? Ethical dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you I got think, past no, that one. Okay. I don't think you actually could. That would that would just be you just randomly hitting, hitting number, a button, you know, yeah. uh, arrows and hoping the puzzle works out. No, pa- um, Patrick, tell us. Who do you want to narc on on next door? <gasps> I want to narc on Whoa. parents right wait, now. Wait, is this a thing? So, <laughs> No, okay, Apparently. so there it is uh, extremely common for kids to go through a phase of wanting to watch uh, essentially uh, endless unboxing videos yeah. on YouTube. This is like, a new, new watch thing. This, like, wait, this is a, a phase? This is a phase. Uh, well, this is it's a big like deal. A, it's like, yeah. It's, some, it's something like scratches a very specific itch like with kids. I'm sure there's been like psych papers that explain like more what's going on here. But basically, an hour-long video were just hands – not even necessarily a person, are just opening up toys, examining them, looking at them. Um, and so I, d- I finally downloaded, like, the YouTube Kids app because I was tired of what was – this happens has happened twice now where I will load up a video for my daughter to watch and then I'll get, like, the SJWs are coming for Captain Marvel as, like, the algorithm's next <sighs> yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Where I walked over one time and, like, Ben Shapiro was playing on my TV and I'm like, Yo, what the fuck is going Christ. on? I mean, like, my research on on YouTube screws up the algorithm to the point where the algorithm's already messed up. But, like, it's just – so, anyway, I finally downloaded YouTube Kids so it would just be, like, screened out for for my daughter. Um, But then, uh, like, the kinds of videos that come up are, like – and my daughter loves watching things. They're like, oh, do you want to watch, like, this, like, five-year-old do, like, a competition in his backyard where he's, like, trying to go through, you know, slides and throw water balloons? But it's, like – who the fuck are these parents? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you out there filming your five-year-old putting it up on YouTube? I'm thankful. Thank you for exploiting your child so that mine can be amused. But, like, who are you people? Like, you're deeply exploiting a person who has no idea what's going on. A five-year-old does not understand that they're being viewed are by these two ready? million okay, wait, 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 people. Question. Here's a question. Is that what's happening? Are these, like, 
are these bespoke watch our kid do this videos or are they like, hey, we happen to upload our kid doing a slide so we can send it to my, my no, cousin? The, no, it is no, it is not like a, a cute kid going viral doing something interesting. These are – there are <sighs> logos in the corner. There is branding. There is clearly – one of the toy ones, my wife was like, why are they being so specific to run down the feature set on the back of that box? It's like – because it's shipped to them for free, right, for and they free. have to make sure they hit the checkbox stuff, points. and you can and you can see the kid being like, it's cleverly edited, so it doesn't like right. show that they're being coached on what to say, and it's just it like I enjoy. How's that Mac stuff? There by the way, <laughs> is that fitting That's, good? I'm an adult. I don't <laughs> make the choice to sell out. Yeah, uh-huh, my fair. child cannot make the choice to sell out. I don't know when that age so wait, threshold is, is but the, it's not five. Is the dilemma? That you are now considering. It's just, I don't know. It's not, I don't feel necessarily ethically compromised by watching it or my kid enjoying it. I just, why is it part of the system, Patrick. Why don't you just eject? You know? Why don't you just find some nice organic videos to watch? Some, like, range-free kids. My my other option is to watch Blippi. Do you know what the deal with Blippi is? What's, What's Blippi? Does anyone here know what's Blippi? That's Blippi. (laughs) Uh, Well, that what Blippi did before he became Blippi. That's Blippi. Blippi is um, basically like he's uh, this uh, over the top uh, character. He wears like uh, uh, big glasses with no frames, and he's got like a funny hat, and he like walks kids through um, like colors and numbers. Like he's actually like a pretty decent. uh, sort of like got educational guide for your kids. Like he's really good at like walk, walking them through how to wash your hands for more than 10 seconds. So like anyway, but so Buzzfeed did, I believe Buzzfeed did a piece on this where um, before the person who created Blippy was Blippy, he was just like a random uh, Los Angeles comedian trying to get attention. And so he would do like a lot of people do is like participate in viral videos. And uh, hope that yours takes off. I just saw the headline. <laughs> Again, before he was Blippi, uh, if people remember the Harlem Shake uh, meme, uh, if you somehow oh, missed that Blippi. one, because it's far enough away that you might have forgotten it. It's like basically, you know, like the beat dropping in a song where like the, the meme goes like, do-do-do-do-do-do, as like the beat is rising, and then there's a drop, and then it cuts to, you know, instead of one person in the room, it's a hundred people jumping on tables, and there's all sorts of variations on it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man uh, did Blippi. one where he's Blippi. in a. Is it pre Blippy? He oh sorry, clear, he was, was before, Steezy before he was Blippy. <laughs> and Steezy uh, Grossman. So no. Blippy is Steezy's nobody organization. Their yes. team oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh Jesus, Rob, you look so disappointed and, and distraught. There, he's in. He's in a bathroom <laughs> and. The begin, you know, the the video, the the, the, Har- the Harlem Shake is shaking, and then uh, the drop occurs, and it cuts to him and another friend, completely naked. This is about to get super gross. This is about to get the super gross. gross. Things yeah. now. This is about bodily functions. Skip ahead uh-huh. like a minute. <laughs> he explosively shits all over his friend. Jesus. Is that a true Christ. friend? Is that a friend? Can we call? Can we dissect this? Do, is it a friend if you're explosively <laughs> pooping all over another? You know, I don't. We don't know well, the discussion. I feel like have. there's I no. Can't, I can't. I'm not. I'm not. Friendship. Gonna I don't know it's either it's your kink partner Look, that you have discussed you can this be with. Friends with that yeah. Or, yeah. But that's not just. It's your not friend. a surprise. It was a setup. So anyway, friends this is all to say, and you know he. <laughs> 
Do what you want, Blippi. Uh, I'm still gonna watch your videos. Anyway, I'm just saying, hey parents, they're five year old, five year old, like getting rich off your fucking five year old is gross. But keep making those videos, thanks. <laughs> getting mixed messages. Rob, how are you? Did you have any weekend fun? You watching any? I don't remember my weekend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fair. That was the before time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was before Blippi. No, the, I had a very nice weekend. Uh, I went down a couple different rabbit holes. Uh, first, I snagged a sweet deal on Newegg okay. uh, for a new racing wheel that oh I've been God. coveting for ages, but it was expensive because racing wheels are expensive. Oh, uh, wheel and pedals with a clutch. Please. Okay, wow. Wheels, pedals. So, but are you sitting in like uh, – what, what are you sitting in? Do you even, oh, I mean, your gamer chair. chair, obviously, your we'll, gamer we'll chair. We'll get to this in a second. Okay. <laughs> so you sit in I'm your nervous. office chair. But you can also, look, I'm contemplating this. Uh, they do make racing chairs. Not like DX racer, like gaming chairs, but I mean like actual like recumbent uh, like faux cockpits you can sort of put together mm-hmm. uh, and sort of bolt in a racing wheel. And uh, and wheel and pedals uh, into that frame. I'm contemplating it. I'm not there yet. Uh, but <laughs> he's clicked order, and he's not sure if he should cancel it yet. <laughs> well, first, Patrick. See, uh, no, but I do need to decide before I make a decision on something like that. Uh, what other, like, which stick shifter do I want uh, to go with this? Uh, so that because obviously, obviously, I need an H pattern uh, shifter. To go with the racing wheel. What does that uh, mean? You ever driven a manual transmission car? Uh, like very briefly when I got my driver's license and then it just went out Okay, the do you remember how you car. couldn't find the gears and probably caused it to grind a lot and then yeah. you weren't allowed to drive it anymore? Yep. Uh, that was probably an H pattern shifter. So where those different gears were, like uh, second gear would be on the lower left mm-hmm. and first gear would be in the four, in the upper left. Yes. Uh, that's that's the pattern that the stick shift has. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. And uh, so I can buy one of those to bolt onto my desk so that I can throw <laughs> shifts as wow. well. Wow. Uh, just like I'm in a real manual transmission car. Uh, <laughs> and also anyway, it's going to cost as much as a real manual transmission car <laughs> to build this whole setup. So this is the problem. Sure. There is an economical option that people have discouraged me from getting. An Xbox One controller. Uh, no, no. And going oh, wrong. 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 It's a wee wheel It is a wee wheel, yeah. wee wheel. Yes okay. Are we going to take this seriously? <laughs> Rob I am This is me Have taking we had our fun, or can well, we, I've had, are I've we had going a good time with these wheels this. You go watch me I played up American Truck Simulator With one of these wheels once I had a great time Fantastic time We just got an email oh, you, like this second the, This ultimate gaming setup will make you undefeatable So see? I'm taking it very seriously uh, By the way Like you can tell they, they definitely have gotten hip to the fact That like a lot of people buy this for uh, American Truck Simulator Because Good. they make a selling point On this wheel It's the Logitech G29 I want to say uh, That it has 900 degrees rotation 
Like a truck wheel would. <laughs> there is no wow. racing car that you want 900 degrees of rotation <laughs> on the spin, wheel. Spin, 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 Yeah, spin. no. <laughs> you can not every time. But, go, 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 go. <laughs> but if you're backing into a loading in, into a loading dock <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. cramped beep, parking lot, then beep, hell beep, yeah, beep. you need that. Yeah. 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 All, so anyway, just keep it spinning. <laughs> so uh, so I saw this thing. It was, it was on sale for cheap. Got it. It was delivered immediately. I was very happy. They were like, it'll be a week. And I was prepared to be really sad for a week. And then it <laughs> got here overnight, just in time for the F1 season, y'all. Um, yeah. So then I started running a couple other problems. Uh, one, it's been years since I've driven a manual transmission car. And the muscle memory of using a clutch pedal is completely shot. Like it, And this is me using the sequential... Uh, uh, paddle shifters on the back of the wheel. I still like the minute you ask me to depress a clutch. I'm like, but how am I supposed to brake at the same time? What 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 am I doing? Um, and so I'm, I'm still working working through all of that. Uh, but the other problem I ran into is that one of the cool features of my new racing wheel and pedals is that the brake pedal has like progressive resistance. Oh, uh, Wait, what's that so mean? for for me who doesn't know how that what that means. So you know how when you like stomp on the brake in a car, like yeah. to actually push that brake pedal all the way to the floor, you actually have to push past the point where it feels normal, right? Yes. Like a panic stop, you like that is like full extension. You just push through all the resistance and mash it to the floor. You almost never actually brake that way. Um, this sort of mimics that by having the po- the the brake pedal get stiffer as you depress okay. it. Okay. Uh, so like pumping the brakes to like, you know, 25%, you can do that with like, you know, basically just like the pressure of your toe. Uh, but going in fast into a corner, you need to be at like 100% braking. That is a hard, sharp, like kick. And you have to do that multiple times because obviously you're doing rhythm braking because you don't have anti-lock yeah, brakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, you, know, you can't just, <laughs> yes. you can't just like push it all the way down. Wait, why do the they, problem just, wait, is do race cars not have anti-lock brakes? Some don't. Uh, huh. F1 cars don't. Um, because it made it too easy. So to preserve the skill, <laughs> they removed anti-lock brakes and <laughs> forced drivers to maintain uh, really? like rhythm. Yes. Wow. And so there's, there's drivers they like Daniel Ricardo. they know that they're in like missiles? <laughs> they do. Uh, th- yeah. Uh, cool missiles that take that, that take lots of that have a high skill ceiling. I mean, they're cooler than real missiles, which fucking suck. Yeah. IMO. It's true. Uh, but. Yeah, that seems dangerous yeah. to me. It, I mean, the thing is, like, all that happens is you're going to lock up the brakes, and so the car starts skidding a little bit. Like, it's not, it's not that dangerous. You're going so fast. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Okay. It happens. Fair. Okay. Uh, but you're some, like, some drivers are really good at like managing. They have a feel for their brakes and when they're about to lock, and so they like have lots of like fine muscle control. To sure, do that. sure, sure, sure. I Obviously, do understand how I need it could to learn that a, skill too. You will, and you will. Well, I ran into a problem, which is that the stiffness on the brake pedal was greater than the resistance of the wheel of my office chair wheels. Oh. Uh, And so I would go to brake, and my first, like, hairpin turn, I launched myself back from my desk. Uh, and actually oh. dislodged the wheel, which was pretty fucking oh, secure no. on my desk. Uh, I actually like hammered the brake and like launched back and pulled the wheel off my desk. Wow! Um, I don't think any damage was done, so that's good. Uh, so then, I'm glad you didn't hurt I yourself. I had to get. I, pardon? I'm I'm very glad you didn't hurt yourself in this. 
Oh, uh, you know the the you know in this racing life. Uh, <laughs> Danielle, yeah, uh, obviously would have been a good story though. Yeah, as as we've all seen in that documentary, uh, you just you're ready to give anything for this. Um, <laughs> life, yeah. In, in my case, I had to be ready to uh, give a little extra money for. Um, so now my office chair has uh, chocks for my wheels. Great. So Great. now I've got like rubber uh-huh. chalk blocks <laughs> yeah. in my on my office chair, so it can't roll, which is one of the points of an office chair. Yeah. Uh, it was carefully mounted in ideal in an ideal driving position. Uh, now you can yeah. just tackle the day like a race car yeah. driver, you know. I had a similar problem because my apartment is at an angle, ever so slightly. So my Welcome office to New York. Chair, so my office chair yeah. would just start rolling slowly away from my oh. computer. I got a rug, though. I got a rug. <laughs> I bought a rug for my desk uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And I was like, uh, this seems all right. I don't, how much space is this? I don't need to measure. It's the tiniest rug I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's fine. Rugs are expensive. They are expensive. Yeah. It's fine to fit right in front of my computer, like my keyboard, but it's... I have there is furniture in this room bigger than this rug that I bought. Like the rug is smaller than that table you're at, Kato. What yeah. were you like? Sorry, Austin. What were you dreaming of when you ordered that? Twice rug? as like, big. What, do, not like a room like, rug. Not like a like, okay. Just a rug the size of the desk, for instance. <laughs> yeah. But instead, you got like a doormat. I. It's bigger than a doormat. Very slightly. <laughs> like a really plush, like posh bath mat. Like bigger okay. than that, bigger than a bigger than a bath mat, bigger than a doormat, smaller than any other rug I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, but it does the job uh, of keeping of my chair a being a rug and keeping my chair from being on the hardwood floor, which is already all splintered and bad because right. it's a New York apartment. Yeah, and I can't just like have a rolling chair there because it'll keep splintering it, and that'll right. be a disaster. I should just buy a new one though. It's not a problem. I should just get one. And I just haven't done it yet because it's t- uh, ah. Because when 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 would you do this? When would I do this anyway? Can we talk about video, other video games? I mean, you didn't even talk about a game you played with this. That's the most amazing thing. We just talked about racing wheels <laughs> and fucking YouTube algorithms for 30 minutes. Yeah. Check um, What was that? <laughs> Rob, what did you say? I, th- I heard someone say something about Gundams. No, I don't <laughs> think that's true. <laughs> it I is, mean, but... Well, is there a Gundam racing was, game? I thought there is not a Gundam racing there game. There are be. mech racing games. What did Kato just say? I said, should I jump in to talk about Gundams? God, did you say that? I didn't yeah, I did. hear it. All right, so Rob heard right. No, no, we shouldn't. We need to do a regular podcast. Yeah, you hear This Austin. is a busy fucking. No, I didn't. I couldn't tell what you said. I actually, Kata was okay. speaking. You were speaking. I couldn't. I couldn't. There was crosstalk. I thought I Patrick it. said something. Maybe Patrick said something. I said 22 minutes. I was correcting the record. It was not okay, 30 minutes. There we go. 22 minutes. <laughs> Fuck. But now we're at 23 minutes. We are now at 23 <laughs> right, minutes. So I, I done played a racing game. It was an old okay. one just to break this thing in. Sure. I was playing Slightly Mad Studios, Need for Speed Shift 2, Unleashed. Good. Um, because I... Is there a reason why you chose Obviously, I'm Unleashed. <laughs> that, okay, yeah. Now I love that. That, up. that I love tracks. It. I tried yeah, really with, hard with, to play a racing game last night. And it's just gone? It's gone forever. As far as I can tell, I spent about an hour investigating my uh, my Xbox account for my Forza game that I put like 45 hours into. It's lost. Which Forza? I think it was Forza 7. How's it just gone? Maybe 6. It's possible I played it that's on the weird. other console that used to live in my house. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. That seems, yeah. That's I tried really frustrating. Hard. I tried really hard, Rob. 
play Maybe more it's on Game Pass. Maybe I it, it F1 be. is on the Game Pass. We should play that. I you saw get, F1 2018. F1. Yeah, that's great F1. You're into F1 right in on that. I sure am. You can you can have conversations with your engineer. You can be like, "Bono, you need to tell me uh, what the, what the gap is to the next driver." And then your little AI engineer will be like, "You are two seconds behind. You are slow in sector three. <gasps> really? Sounds, all right. Yeah, that's I good. Like, it's I good like shit. people talking in my headphones and like telling me technical details. I wish yeah. I could make this work with my treadmill for real in real life. Like like a racing that my wheel? speed running oh, was the car was the car. I'm sure that exists. I'm 100% sure that there is some sort of gamified treadmill running. Because they have that for bikes 100%. So I bet you there's a treadmill version of it. God. But it's different because a bike, you just pedal faster. With a treadmill, you set a speed, right? Right. Right. I guess you could have like some sort of mechanical treadmill that moves when you run. I bet that Mm. exists. Well, there's those VR treadmills, right? Where like the things, maybe if there's, I mean, that yeah, that's the thing. That has to move when you run. Right, yeah. 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 Or when you walk. When you, Those yeah. are weird and look dangerous. They Can we this. talk about video games that came out this week, please? <laughs> yes. 25 minutes. The Division 2. Oh, God. Is that the one we should start with? Is it out? Yeah, why not? Sure. It came out on Friday. Yeah, that's been it's been Friday, right? Well, it technically, yeah. if you spent $200, it came out last Tuesday. Right. God. Fuck. It's the second game this year that's had yeah. a complicated, ridiculous release schedule pricing scheme. And also another day one, one patch. One- <laughs> <laughs> How was yeah. the day one pass? Oh, so, okay. The Division 2. We have not talked about this in a couple weeks. I mean, probably like a month since the beta was happening, yeah. right? Um, I've been playing it. Kato, you've been playing it. Patrick, you've been playing it. Rob, mm-hmm. have you gotten to it at all? Uh, no, I'm going to wait for it on PC. Fair. Um, the I also would like to play it on PC because <laughs> the PS4 like, Pro build is not all that I wanted it to be in terms of just it's like weird. I haven't had any of the same, any of the, the issues seem inconsistent as I'll say, like remember, uh, yeah. I know there have been frame rate issues. The texture popping definitely. The texture popping yes, is a lot. There's a lot of it in a way that I did not expect. And yeah. normally again, normally I, for me, it's like that stuff fades to the background if I'm having a good time with the game generally. And so the fact that I care about things like frame rate and uh, texture popping suggests that I, Am. Like, if we started talking about Mass Effect 1 or Mass Effect 2, which had lots of weird pop-in issues, the first thing I would lead with would not be the weird pop-in issues, because I would be so so excited to talk about the rest of the game. But the fact that, like, my jumping on point to Division 2 is, all these textures look like shit, and they pop in slow. And also, the I get really bad, weird spikes of, like, slowdown and lag, uh, and frame drops, it suggests what my relationship is with this game, which is, like... Mm, those are the things that are most exciting to talk about because I'm just kind of bored with it right now. Yeah, it's gonna say the the patented interesting jank. Right, it's I not like, here. It is not. just jank. Well, no, I there no, it's no, not. it's it's like a it's a very slick game. Like it's yeah. a Otherwise. very like well like well oiled <sighs> machine of like what it is intending to do. I, the most fun I had with Division Two was like the hour I played with Kato. Yeah, uh, honestly, um, this is a game like. Uh, I played, I don't know, 15 hours of The Division 1. I didn't get, like, particularly far, but enough to just, like, wrap my head around this big new, you know, uh, tentpole thing from Ubisoft. And that game was, like, okay to play single player. And it was very pretty, mm-hmm. like, the snow falling everywhere. It was, like, you know, uh, uh, you know that game's uh, fucked politics aside. Like, it was, <laughs> uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty to look at. And then eventually just none of the other stuff hooked me enough that I wanted to keep 
doing it. And so I was curious in so much as this game was really popular. I also, my understanding is like they did a lot of really, that game came to its own a lot over like the course of like a full two years, like, which is now just a pattern with Ubisoft stuff. Um, And so I was like, I'm, I'm curious to see what they've done with the sequel. And one, what they've done is they got rid of the pretty snow um, and you're in just like a swampy, ugly uh, Washington, D.C. Um, I wish it was so swampier. Present, so present day, you mean? Yeah, oh, present day, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, like it doesn't, um, it doesn't have it like on a, on a pure like aesthetic level, like there's no like grimy haze right. or there's just nothing that makes me feel like it's just kind of a boring game to look snow at. Snow is, um, is when snow is rendered well in a game, it's pretty, it can be pretty moving because it is the sort of, uh, experience that already often feels exceptional in our daily lives. Like when I walk out into the middle of, you know, I, I was in I was in Manhattan recently for an event in the middle of a, a very snowy day, and it was like, oh shit! Like I don't see Manhattan doesn't look like this normally. Yeah. Normally, it looks completely different. It is there is not a sheet of white hanging over everything. There are not footprints that I see. Like footprints are not a part of my day to day life, except for when it's snowing or when I'm in the woods, which doesn't happen. Or that when often. he carried you. Or when he. Carried the rest me. I of the whack and <laughs> division man had carried me this far. Um, the and so like the New York stuff was so uh, striking because it was rendering something at a high level of quality and detail that you don't get to see that often in video games or in real life. Whereas like. Like a hot, humid spring day. I live in a city or summer day. I see that all the time. And it's my least favorite time of the year is like (laughs) already. And and there just aren't that many visual signifiers of it. And they try to do like a light version of The Last of Us thing with like some overgrowth or like you said, like some swampiness. There's animals. Yeah, there are some animals. The animals are right. I wish I could pet them. I can't pet them, (sighs) which is a bummer. Uh, I walked real close to a dog and stood near it for like a minute to be like, maybe there will be a passive animation like in Assassin's Creed Origins where <laughs> oh, I just kneel down and pet this thing and that didn't happen. Dogs were in one too. That, that, Twitter, that Twitter account is going to start pressuring developers into good. getting more. Good. Uh, there's a good, uh, for people who don't know, there's a good Twitter account that's like, can you pet the dog? Can you pet yeah. the dog? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I think just like visually speaking, it's a city and that is not as interesting and, and it really, we talk a lot about, oh, all art has politics and um, I think the first way that people talk uh, think about that stuff is like they look at story, they look at characters, and they go, "Okay, well, are these characters stand-ins for particular political figures? Um, are the the stakes of the plot about stuff that are that, that maps cleanly to a political spectrum? Is it trying to say something in its storyline about you know free will or libertarianism versus regulation and infrastructure? And you can have those conversations about the story of the division too. But for me, one of the things that I want to bring up that's in relation to the environments is that this is a game that the one thing that it does try to throw its weight around with is monuments and architecture. It wants you to be excited when you see a a, a museum that looks familiar to you. It wants you to be excited when you see the White House. There's a button to look at the monument. Yeah, uh, you press down on the D-pad for the character to lock into mm, place, the camera to tilt, yes. and then for it to be added to your database. But it's meant to, like to convey, oh, like you're in an important city right. with important locations yes. and mm. – this is important. And enemies have important. taken even, over even, these <laughs> places, and that is bad because it's desecrating the history of this great city. There is a degree to which it wants to wield <laughs> architecture as a uh, as a as a, a paintbrush in in order to produce 
who who the villains are, why they would take these places, the, the villains I'm putting in, you know, the enemies that you're fighting, uh, and and things like that, right? Like there is a th- that to me is like the one thing it's trying to bring to bear that the division. Well, it's one, like the weight of history with no context of history, right? Outside like, so, of like, you know that there's supposed to be people in suits in there, not people with AK-47s. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> Did you see? Um, uh, Sim Totillo, who regularly covers this game for Kotaku, he. I'm sure it's hopefully part of a larger post, but he's been trying to like sort of figure out like the alt history timeline of the division to figure out like kind of like where its politics that it claims it doesn't have ends. And so he found a in some history museum where like there was some uh, staging which shows like the, the like a, it's not a hall of presidents, but it's like here are the presidents, and it just uh, God, I think it stops after Carter. I believe is like maybe yeah. where, where it finishes wow, and like then it just kind of then it's just like the posters are just destroyed and it's just like no suggestion of what happens after that so they know Obama is theoretically no Clinton um, no, um, Reagan. Reagan. no Reagan weird. no Reagan is the interesting one there right if they stop at I mean, Carter look, if, if you're making the case that like yeah you know we all know it went to hell after Carter I mean okay hell yeah I think maybe they're making the other case which is if they showed the truth of the Tom Clancy world Reagan got elected eight times <laughs> <laughs> He's still president. Oh, that's true. Still president. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Jack Ryan Jack probably Ryan. Yeah, uh, would had to recently that. step down in Division World. Probably right. If that's what they, if it is a Tom Clancy game, that's a, that's a game where Jack Ryan was president at least once. Um, Rob, you had a hand up a moment ago when we were talking about. No, I was just saluting. Oh, uh, oh your right. Service as division agent, uh, saving the the heroic monumental architecture uh, from people who don't belong there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. It's just like, why is it worth saving, right? Like, the game doesn't want to engage with that question. It just well, wants the aesthetic importance of that question. Right. The, 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 or just like, no, it is worth saving because it's worth saving without saying, like, but why, like, what is worth, thing, what is, you know. The number one thing, I think this is a pretty, I think this is a trite observation I'm about to make, but that it, it is, it's trite because I think it's apparent and I think it's, like, not that deep. I don't think, I think it's a pretty surface level observation, but the game does not convince me why I should be the one who gets to kick down the door, kill people and take what they, what they've already taken or what is theirs to bring back to my community. When the only way that I'm vilifying most the groups that I fought so far, which are the hyenas who are like an updated kind of less racially coded version of the quote unquote looters from the first division. And then the true sons who are like uh, soldiers who I, they haven't elus- they haven't like, given me any elucidation on what their vision is, but they're military soldier guys yeah. who are soldiers, and they they're true sons. Uh, but their leader's a black dude, so it's not like uh, a white supremacy, a white nationalist, white yeah. nationalist organization, which is where I thought that might go with the name True Sons. True Sons is a has, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, the I mean, I guess it, it could still be a weird white supremacist organization. True Sons of with, Anarchy. I, who, mm, uh, so the the. Uh, the only way that it communicates what your stakes are or why you're doing what you're doing is like, okay, you have these HQs that you set up in the world and the side missions that you do, you bring back resources to set up a game corner for the kids to play in or, or you know, uh, uh, you bring back a unit of water supply or water source so you can produce a hydroponics lab so y'all can really start smoking. So you can <laughs> uh, grow the chronic. Yeah, they say it's so that you can grow things without soil. Well, we know as well. <laughs> We got past the time in the apocalypse somehow. Spices, <laughs> seasoning, and that dro. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like that's what that's the thing that you would be the reason you're you're kicking down doors is like no, I need these batteries. So I, I need can, my weed. I need my weed. That's right. what it is. Wait, now I do have a question. Yes. Okay. 
So the original division, mm-hmm. uh, the whole conceit is like this is all you're sort of in the second stage of the crisis. The first crisis is all the like protocols for handling a uh, sudden lethal pandemic have broken down. And now you are activated as the division, yeah. uh, the secret agents who've been living among us this entire time who are like uh, special forces troops who've just been waiting for the call uh, to, to do this shit and to uh, get good active wear. Um, but in that game, <laughs> I've got not enough of what of that, by the way, in this one. Maybe they felt they went too far, which mm. would be a fair conclusion to draw <laughs> in the first game. Oh, no. Uh, do we need 80 different beanies? Yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> but in the that game. The studio's got to do something. <laughs> in, that, in that game, though, the idea was, uh, one, you're trying to get to the bottom of like what caused the outbreak. You were trying to get emergency services yeah. back online. There was still this idea of there is a government. There are like there there are like municipal uh, services waiting to come back online and be allowed to safely operate. And so there's this idea of like there was a partial societal collapse, but there was still kind of an undergirding that you were trying to get stood back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in addition to solving the mysteries behind what the hell went wrong and also in addition to uh, executing without mercy anybody uh, who was <laughs> all doing the exact same shit you were. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in the second game, you said that you're trying to bring stuff back to your outpost. Uh, yes. We're a little farther down the road from the crisis. The end of the division reveals that like, hey, was the division bad? Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, what if this the game, world fell apart and you had an opportunity? Yeah. To remake it just the way it was before. <laughs> the Division 2. Yep. Uh, you have... So the also, first... Yeah, go ahead. Kato. Because you've been playing this a lot, too. Yeah. Well, the first the first game, when you when you enter that world, you're the second wave of Division. Right. Like, the first That's wave... That's a big twist, actually, yeah. right? Well, actually, they, 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 they start up front saying, like, you're the second wave. We don't know what happened to the first right, wave. Right, And, like, the twist is, like, yeah, they went rogue. There's a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, and, like... I expected some of that to be at the beginning of this, and it's not. No. It just seemed, and like, it could be a twist they're holding for, like the they're end or do something. The twist again, but which is ridiculous because if you've played the first one and like this is supposed, this is this takes in the, this is it's this chronologically follows the first game, so those things happened. Uh, who knows what is up with all the rogue agents and whether or not they're actually like you know coming to take over Washington or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's see it like. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, no worries. <laughs> that was the the um. So you're talking about Rob? You're asking about the the. Okay, so you're saying the sec- it was the second wave in New York. You were already the second wave of division agents, yeah. but your goal was still like contain this this problem, right? Get everything back up and running. The the when, and the idea like was government was still roughly there, right? So that's like, gone. Was, that is right. not the case, Rob. How, we have moved into a post apocalyptic society for sure. How many? So I heard someone say seven months. I could have sworn the game said seven years. Uh, does anyone have an actual answer of how long it's been since New York? Seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Months. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can still see the like Christmas stalls set up, right? right, like, right if you right. if you recall, the first division took place all, or the the Green Plague or whatever the Money Plague that yeah. spread was Black Friday, uh, and so it was already like holiday stuff was all out, right? And so that is still the case, right? You you walk through Christmas villages and stuff like that in DC. And like, I still think that's like a totally fine way to get, add some character to a city and be like, Oh wow, this is how they were going to celebrate Christmas or whatever. Um, but like, 
it is it's still only been seven months right. uh, but seven months is a long time without you know services without right. a power grid without uh having health care available to you like those things are would deteriorate pretty rapidly um and so you do have these kind of post-apocalyptic outposts that you're setting up you start the first one is in the white house which is like your your true base of operations it's where you would get upgrades and skill you know spend your skill points and get your big story missions mm. added to the map and then each of like the main not each of but a lot of the main districts that you go to will have like here is your hub here and that they need water they need electricity they need whatever and as you complete side missions and rescue characters and kill people that stuff gets added to the base and i think that it's gotten a lot of praise early on about that stuff that was like that was a thing that the first game did um very mechanically where you would choose what to upgrade in your base if you remember this yeah it's hard to remember because like that game, I know, Kato, you played a lot of the end game for the Division 1, where, like, the first 20 or 30 hours is you getting that base of operations up and running and right. transforming it from a cold post office into a kind of warm place where there's cots and kids and people playing guitar. Like, that's kind of, like, the emotional through line of the first Division is you have this hub that becomes more and more lively. Yeah. Um, and I've you know I have lots of problems with the first division, but even at the time I was like, oh wow, like I here is one thing I really like is I do feel like they're spending time showing me why I would be invested in wanting to produce a space that feels welcoming. And also, you know, you're adding and here's our research lab gets yeah. added and here's the Building was, a pediatrics wing felt nice. Yeah. And totally. like Aww, seeing yeah. people working in it was like totally. good. Totally. This game leans really hard into that stuff, but in a way that has somehow like deflated it for me. Um, I, I, I'm trying to work through why, but like there's a degree to which, so you know what it is when I, when this happened in the division one, it took me by surprise. I, the first time I came back and I heard someone playing a guitar, the first time I came back and saw people huddled around a TV watching a movie, I was like, oh wow. Like, okay. In, in, okay. Interesting. I see you're doing a thing here. In this, when I walk through the first, like, uh, uh, zone that you – the first, like, out-in-the-world zone that you're repairing, all I can see is the blank spaces that will be filled in. The same way that when I walk into the dam in the middle of The Last of Us, I was like, oh, this – I see all the chest-high cover. This is going to be – a gunfight is going to happen here in 15 minutes after these cutscenes end. When I walk through the empty halls of this, like, nightclub rooftop that people have taken over and I go into the room where there is just, like – a bar but no one's at it yet or i see the corner where like there are empty barrels of water and it's like poised for the animations to like feed in once the water is there it it means like i can kind of see the the frame already and so i'm just not that excited when it gets filled in it's like the zelda thing isn't that just you see the icon you you see yes, the place yes. for the icon before the icon shows up yeah it's bit. like you like yeah. you can open your map or you open your inventory and be like oh yeah i'm gonna get 12 items you see where this fills in yeah, yeah. but 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 it's for but something with the world that, itself exactly yeah. which isn't again like people who are listening to this are probably the point of this game because who the right? fuck cares no the point of this game is getting new guns and shooting people and right and that's, and that's what i mean so like it's like i think what's made so nakedly clear in the sequel is it realized what did people like about the first one right. Build the whole game around that. It is it is a game about you pick up a gun, you're going to get a better gun, you're going to get better loot. And, like, yes, that you can reductively reduce a lot of games of this type to that and that core loop, but the division is so tightly wound yeah. around that in a way that is it, – it, it realizes what its strength is. And it's just – it's the – like, the history, weight, culture, the people that are in this world, like, it's all just wallpaper for getting you – to the next gun, to the next skill, to the next upgrade. And 
if that's not if for a lot of people that is they are finding that like totally fine the treadmill is interesting to them i'm i'm not i'm not a treadmill person to begin with with these types of games and so like when you lose even the illusion of the rest of the trappings it's just i find it incredibly difficult to find like the motivation to go forward this is a game and kata you can tell me yeah. if i feel if this is inaccurate because you played way so i played more of the division one than patrick did patrick put in 15 yeah, yeah. hours i probably put in 60 or 70 kata you probably put in a couple hundred something like that i jumped in and out but i finished the campaign and did every single thing on the map at launch right and then as dlc came out i would hop back in for a little bit right so that's where i didn't except for a couple of modes like they added that survival uh, is survival was that the the winter the snow, snow that, one like i played that really a bunch good. that's yeah, really yeah, good yeah. um the but i didn't play much after launch besides that um and the where the fuck was i going okay so uh the Main the game already feels like an end game game from the moment I start playing. Not in the sense that I'm dealing with specializations, which I know are coming. Mm. Not in the sense that I'm dealing with like caring about my gear score in the way that you care about gear score in these games. But in terms of it being interested in unfolding a bunch of activities that you can efficiently work through instead of leading you down a corridor, a narrative corridor of key missions to play. I My map is filled with shit to do immediately. Yeah. If I want to grind out shade points, I can do that right. and focus on building out my perks. If I want to create get more skills, I can look at the skill missions and go do the skill missions. If I want to focus on control points to set up you know, the, the, the uh, resource nodes that my bases can use to unlock new crafting stuff, I can do that. And most of that is not explained to you no, in a well. clear, tutorialized way. And that's part of why it feels like an endgame game immediately for me yeah. is that it feels like a game written for wikis and for YouTube videos to be made about it. It's for the people who finished right. and played all of the Division 1, including the end game. Including the it's end like game. To here, hop in and immediately well, have stuff to do. It, in, in the Division 1, uh, once you hit end game, there were gear sets. Right. Which were like, right. if That's you wore example. three of these... This is a these, great example. If you, wore, if you wear three of these pieces of gear, you get extra bonus perks because you, ha- you, you have the whole set on. Right. So, so they're like brands, right? It's like, oh, yeah. you have, you know, Jim's tactical knee pads, elbow pads, and a helmet or and whatever. And that means you get more accuracy, uh, damage boost to critical hits, and and uh, something else. Like Shout out to Jim's better. Tactical. Jim's Listen to our Waypoint episode about it. So that in, in, in the Division yeah. 1, those sorts of things didn't come about until the end game. After right. you've been in the campaign, you start grinding out more, more gear and then it becomes specialized and it becomes the loot becomes a little more interesting. In this one, they start there. Yeah. They like you are getting green, which is the only the second rarity, green gear with those sorts of perks on it from the get from the beginning. I've built, I've made my builds are around that stuff. It's like, yeah. well, I want this plus 10% damage boost all the time. So I'm going to commit to fucking Jim's tactical. I right. don't remember what the brand is. It's not Jim's tactical, but it <laughs> may as well be. Yeah. Yeah. I really I, like that. JT. JT. Jim's tactical. JT. There's like a gi- huge font. Giant J. J. Yeah. T. Yeah. Yeah. Tactical it's, fonts. It's actually a Justin Timberlake branded elbow <laughs> pads. But it is. in the post-apocalypse, we've forgotten who JT is. And so we're like, I guess this stands for Jim's tactical. I don't know. You know, when he sells you stuff, he's like, ho, ho. That's JT. Enjoy my brand. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know you had That's a pocket JT. That's what happens. Um, so yeah. So like, I feel like there's a degree to which it is a appealing it is trying to grab the the player who is like already 
very familiar with this style of game yeah. who wants a million things to happen at once in terms of their what they could go do in the world. Yeah. Like I, the two of you have played, uh, you know, My. probably a comparable amount. Maybe you've you played a little bit more than me at this point. But like, do you feel like you have a clear picture of where you should be spending your time when you play? Um, kind of. The, 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 the real issue with this for me is that it... The way that they've structured these missions, you cut you 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 lose a narrative thread by giving you so many options in a way like where, really, this is and this is just my personal taste. I like a campaign to be just the campaign. There's side missions, sure, but like it has a a through line that I can mm-hmm. follow easily and like makes sense, and that'll get me to the end of the campaign. And then you know, grinding and all that stuff is afterwards. This is like you know, you're grinding from the get go, like. If you yeah. want certain things, you're starting out with this sort of like, there's a million things on the map, and like they all, they none of them feel so far. And like, I've cleared like when I, before I like leave an area, there there are areas that are separated by like level. Uh, before I leave an area, I'm gonna clear everything yeah. just to see everything and like make sure I'm like done with the area because those are all lower level stuff anyway. But when you do those missions, they feel so disjointed in a way that somehow they threaded them better in in the first one because there was a it felt like there was a stronger like you know you're setting up the world and you're also got this like mystery that you're trying to solve where mm-hmm. this one just feels like you're just fighting back against everything like it's just you the hero mm-hmm. making everything better for everyone everywhere and like <laughs> I'd like they introduced the twenty four seven. Yeah, and they introduced the new sons at some point in a side mission, and I'm like, who are these people? See, I, didn't, I got them in a main mission, but they weren't even set up in that no. main mission. In the, 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 not in the, the, the first, the first place what's you the can, one that you saw them in. It was in the very first um, area. Oh, it was like the control point or something. Something far off in huh. the top left. There was a side mission, and the enemies were all the new sons. Like, who the fuck are these guys? Okay, I guess there's someone new on the block. And it never explained who they were or, like, what. Anything. Right. Anything. Not even, like, side dialogue. It was just like, here they are. Go. They are soldiers. They are, like, <laughs> they did not not that even. It's right. just like, the new sons are here, and that you already know they're bad for some reason. You watch the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot them. Shoot them. You saw yeah, this. Go. Um, but, yeah, it's just, and it yeah, feels they, super I, I, disjointed. In, like, a way that usually these campaigns are a little more... Sorry, Patrick, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's, it's, it sounds like what you're saying, and I would agree, too, is that I, like, I, on one hand, I love how dense the world is, and I'll touch on that point in a second. Yeah, that's... But on the on the other hand, I wish it worked up to it just a little, mm-hmm. like, just pumped, like, the brakes on. It's, like, cool. Like, it's awesome all this stuff is here, but what would have been great is, like, if it brought you, like, spent... Gave you a little bit to do in, like, the first area. But basically, you're going to play, like, five missions. Like, you know, like, six, seven hours where you're going to get, like, into the world, introduced to the factions, and then major event occurs that's like, ah, shit, now there's a million things to do back in that area you just were. Or, and it just seems like if they had found a way to... uh and again, maybe if you're only here for the loot, right. then if you're maybe coming this here from any game division one, right? Like where you just want, give me all the shit yeah. and let me go do the shit I want to do, which is totally an approach. And I, it's more just like having you know played you know a little under ten hours. I'm like, cool. Like maybe this just isn't for me. But if I'm a big division fan that played a shitload of that, you just want to just jump into, just give me the pool. Like let me just yeah. go. Like I know what I want to do, but for. Some, you know, I think, like, it's kind of, and kind of, you played, a, you know, a ton of the first yeah. one. I don't know. I guess I just would have liked a little no, bit yeah. more of a guide, like, it, slightly more guided, if yeah. only so that I could 
appreciate more of like the factions, why I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. There's just not a lot of that. It's just like a bunch of pieces that were thrown in the air and go experience them. Now, granted, the second part of this is having played Anthem, a game that has fucking (laughs) nothing in its world. Um, I am so, I I wish I had, like, I like Anthem's uh, game, like sort of moment to moment combat. I like a lot about the world. I think it's very pretty. Like, I want to take all of the shit that's in the Division's world and put that in. Because like, what I want to convey to people is like in the Division 2, you cannot go more than a minute before... There's something that you could go do. Remember whether it is Rod's a side story about the wolves in Assassin's Creed Odyssey and how the was that my one of our stories about the wolves attacking us over and over again. You're just like stumbling over NPCs and side missions. That is still true in the Division Two. Yeah. It still is. In a way that I really like. Like if anything, like I, I just wanted that that part to come a little later. But like, the, mm. like there's like all these really smart UI decisions. Um, so like if you played a Ubisoft game, you're familiar of opening up a map and seeing like a question mark for something they're like, hey, like go investigate. Well, the division two just puts that on the screen. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you'll be walking down in uh, a street and just like a question mark will appear, you know, the, and then you look up the map. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's like two blocks down. And now granted, you know, in the hours I played, like those are a certain set of like it's propaganda towers mission or hostage propaganda tower, or, uh, yeah. a, an assassination right. or, you know, public execution. But it's like, it's a really a question mark is fucking compelling. And like, <laughs> I, it's like, it, it gets you to explore the world. It gets you to like, it, I just, if I, I w- wish I loved the division, like I loved parts of Anthem. Yeah. Cause I just want all of that in the world, yeah. the free play of Anthem. Maybe Anthem will get there, but division two there is there right now. And I mostly found it frustrating to play the division two. Cause it's like, cool. I love all, all the shit you're doing. It's just not the game that I wanted yeah. to be doing. <laughs> Kata, you had something to say before, before we build back on this Anthem point. Uh, I think I lost it, but it was something about, I was going to mention something about how even in like comparing this, for example, from the jump from destiny one to destiny two, sure. Like there, there was still, okay. So this has to, maybe this is too much to get into right now, but there's like a difference in the way that the end games of these games are set up and like what the end game means in terms of abilities and in terms of mechanics that makes it makes Destiny more interesting to me, personally, because um, baseline, the shooting is always fun. Right. And what changes is the ways that you move in that world and the ways that you're cooperating with other people, where the division feels a lot like the numbers will get bigger, yeah. the, sh- the shooting is, like, fine, but what they needed to do was make big differences at the end other than just making the numbers go up. Well, in this case, they did that by adding these specializations, right. which I haven't played as, but you played as one of them during a beta. These are like, yeah. you don't, there's no classes in the division. There's just guns. There's just abilities that you buy right. with, with skill points until the very end of the game where you pick a specialization. Yes. Huh. And there's three of those. And those Four? have... Three? Three, three, three with more um, coming in DLCs, right, my understanding. Right. It's like you there's one with like an explosive crossbow and one with a grenade launcher and one with a super sniper rifle. You get like a special unique weapon yeah. with a special unique skill trees around that stuff. And you only get that at the end of the game. Right. That is the new end yeah. game. And like Which is like an exci- which would be an exciting moment. Like I think about moments in other games where it's like I mean, this is an obvious one for me, but when I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles uh X and 
50 hours in, you unlock mechs. It's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. This changes the way I play in like a pretty key fundamental way. I like the idea of being like, you get a big new change to the fundamentals of who you are and what you're playing at the end of the game. But I also do want to have those options available early because I think the skills in the division are pretty, like to the Anthem comparison, Anthem has its, has its problems. We talked about those at length, but every, when I was still learning what all the classes were and what all the abilities were, I think they were all really cool moves. So I think like the various, you know, flamethrowers and rocket packs and energy beams and like all the ability, all the cool stuff, the storm gets every time I saw a new one, I was like, yo, that's really cool. And they feel distinct yes. in a way that, like, none of the skills in the division... Like, there are two... There are three different ways you can have a turret. Yeah. They're all fucking turrets, all though. Fu- in, fact, <laughs> like- in fact, let me tell you, there are, like, nine different ways you can have a turret. <laughs> because even though there are eight skill, So, there are passive perks in the division, which are things like carry more healing items or whatever. Get free grenades when you go to a safe space. Yeah. Which is not what I want in my safe spaces are grenades. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> disagree with that uh but the skills like active skills which you are on your like left bumper right bumper or l1 r1 depending on they call them platforms are they're called skill Skill platforms platforms. right so it's because they're called platforms because you buy it and then you can upgrade it with different points to have different uses and you can pick any one of its like three or four uses depending on the skill to bring with you you can't you can't use all of them like so for instance the one that everybody recommends you get first is just a turret that you put on the ground you throw you like throw this thing out there it looks like a like a um what do you call it like a car jack like a <laughs> you know what i mean yeah okay. uh the, but like then instead of unfolding and lifting a car up in the air a fucking minigun comes yeah. out of it <laughs> uh, and you know you can have the version that's like a turret with a minigun or the version that's a turret with a sniper rifle or the version that's a turret with a flamethrower but they're all just this turret and then there are seven other skills and of those seven other skills like one of them is a flyy drone that flies near you and and is either a turret or an armor thing or an explosive thing and one of them is a, a drone that you drop on the ground and it's one of three versions of a bomb and most of these are just not that interesting or they're not that great to see in use with some rare exceptions and many of them just don't seem good yeah. um like in terms of why like they again maybe they are built for end game stuff maybe they're built for the kind of raid style content where it's really important you have someone with like the little there's a there is a skill in this game that is a drone that you throw like a paper airplane mm-hmm. you like target three people and then you go and you throw it and then it flies around and like shoots a, a like a light in their eyes and flashbangs them but it's like just give me a flashbang. Right. It's okay. I can just throw a flashbang. Um, or, I mean, the real problem with that one is, like, it hits the wall and breaks, right? Um, it's it's They're just not that interesting in terms, of, in terms of abilities. I think even compared to some of the stuff in the Division 1, which was more limited, but seemed a little more focused, and I was just more, yeah. more excited but by the, a lot of it stuff. Had, it had trees in a certain way where you could see what the idea right? yes. like was. It was, like, there's the health tree, there's the, like, defense tree, and then there's the, like, uh, attack tree. Right. Right? So, like, it specialized you and like you're gonna be DPS, you're gonna be healing, taking uh, right. aggro, you're gonna be healing people, and like you could see that more clearly. Where the way that it's presented here, it's just like here's all these machines, and the machines right. can do different things, and it's up to you to kind of figure out builds. But it do- it also feels like you don't need to figure out right, builds. You're like, just gonna pick two abilities that are gonna be your two abilities, and that can be it for the whole game because yeah. they're not they're not getting progressively better outside of passive bonuses you're getting on other the numbers gear. going the numbers up. go up right. Yeah. Whereas like they're not gonna do new things as far as I can tell. Just and, those, just the ones that you can see, right? Like the options that you can see. But right, like, but in other words, like I'm not gonna pick. So my biggest 
first, my favorite skill in the first division was Pulse, which yeah. is this thing you hit a button and it went like, boom, and you all the enemies got highlighted, all the drops nearby, all like the treasure like, got Witcher highlighted. Vision. Yeah, it's like Witcher Vision. You hit it, you ping it, or like a like a Batman uh, thing. Batman thing. Or it's not even that vision. It's more like. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, you hit the button, it goes ping, and things light up around. Oh, I see. And it's not like a distinct mode, like a detective mode. Yeah. It's right. just like things around it's me light up. Highlights. Yeah. And it gave you a bonus to critical hits yeah. on enemies, oh. which is why I used it. Or it's like, I want both of those things. I want to see where there are like chests I can open and also show me where the enemies are and also give me a boost. That doesn't do the damage boost anymore. And so it's like, I don't want to waste a whole fucking thing on that. And there's Except... For me, yeah. on PS4, the oh, world sure. is so muddy and the draw distance isn't that great yeah. that like I'm throwing out pings just to see people yeah, against this like the fucking pulse range is only ten <laughs> yeah, yards. Yeah, that's other thing though. Is that it's, fucking, it's too close. Yeah. So I feel like that number might go up, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, the point is these abilities. If you're bored hearing us talk about it, like imagine how we feel playing it. <laughs> um, like, and that's. I think that the, the shooting is fine. Yeah. Right? But like in a game where... <laughs> where so damning. Yeah. yeah. Like in a game where they... We're also largely playing by ourselves though, right? Like I yes. do want to like... Yeah, totally. We're, like, I, not I do wait, the wait, not for is, lack like, of me hitting the button that says, can someone please join no, my game? I hit that button and no one joins no my game because game. it's so annoying to get those... Huh, this, game, huh, this game launches with the thing <laughs> on for everybody yep. that says... Uh, do you want to know when someone calls for help? And it's, and like, yeah, sure. But then within 30 minutes, 45 minutes, it just constantly going ping, ping. Hey, someone uh, needs it's help. Not, not even a just a ping, it's rings. a full sentence. Oh, you're right. It's a guy who goes like, someone needs Agents, help, agent. Yeah, right? agent need help in the field. An agent agent requests, no, agent's requesting backup. And I'm like, no, I'm busy. Agents I'm in the firefight right now. Agents requesting backup. No, please, agent. A agents requesting backup. And so then I hit pause and I go into the, men the menu and I go, shut the fuck up. Stop telling me that there are an agents requesting backup, which is I've lost the prisoner's dilemma here because <laughs> everyone is doing that, which means that when I'm requesting backup, no one comes to help me. Yeah. And so like, yep. then there's no other way for me to matchmake outside of being, as far as I, maybe there is, maybe there is. I haven't seen it and they haven't told me there, yet. There there's is, a menu somewhere where I could probably hit yeah, drop me into a random. safe zone. At safe zone. Sure. There's a matchmaking menu you could go into. No one's using that either. Right. And But isn't it also for just a random story mission? You can't just say, like, I want to do I think, mission I think in three? the safe zones you can matchmake for free roam. I'm in Division sure. 1, when okay. you went to a new ma a new mission type, you could hit, like, hold down square to load into that mission. You can still mission. do that in this one. Okay. But it's turned off, and here, here's the thing where I think, like... The menus are bad. These menus are bad. <laughs> they... In Anthem, they designed the game very obviously around having multiple people and like and right. as such, matchmaking was the default. Right. You're just in groups in Anthem. In this in this one, it feels like they did the same thing around some of the balancing where you should be with other people, but you default to playing solo if you just go to missions. And like that's a that's a thing that I keep rubbing up against where like I mean, I kind of, I've been kind of enjoying the like bump in difficulty a little bit because the first one playing through got a little bit stale by the end of the campaign. Sure. Just because it was like, I know what I'm throwing, my, I'm throwing that there, I'm healing here, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Um, but like, yeah, they needed to pick one way or the other and like commit to it. Like, either you're playing this game with four people at all times, or you're gonna be able to play solo, and it changes something about the way that you're playing. Like, I think it does. I think the, I think playing with more players makes it harder it, than it. I 
me and when me and Patrick played, it was easy as hell. Yeah, we just no, sorry, went we, through a fucking. What I mean mission. is like uh, it does adjust. It does enemy adjust. D- damage and like right. But I'm stuff. talking about like, uh, but, the, but the difference is like when you're playing by yourself. The so like this game has an enemy type where like they just kind of like rush yeah. you yeah. with like a like a police baton, and it's meant to try and flush you out of just hiding behind a piece of cover. But also, you just you can die really yeah. quickly in this game. Like like it is true through your health and your armor, and that's fine if you've got a buddy to come over and res you, prop you yeah. back up. But what constantly happens in solo is that you're one of those guys will flush you out, you get thrown to the side, you'll die, and then you'll sit there like waiting for backup. And yeah, and this is no that's not gonna happen. And, okay, and, and so NPCs can't in. res you as far as I've seen. No, and like that's a clear design no. thing where like. If you're the only one taking aggro, you're gonna get chewed through. Right. But if there's right. even an extra person that that the enemies are paying attention to for a little bit, if you get hit out of cover, you have more of a chance to like take care of that rusher yeah. and then get back into cover. Where by yourself, everyone's looking at you and you like melt in a second. So like it feels like this game was designed like at least one other player, but they don't they don't make it easy or obvious that you should be trying to do that, really. Or how to do that. Or how quickly. to do that Outside easily. of, like, oh, I have a friend who's playing right, right. now. We can hop into a group together. Yeah. And also, because, well, like, in Anthem, you can do the missions. You can do the missions solo, but the game is really pressing you to be in squ- in squads. Yeah. In The Division, <laughs> it should be pressing you to go into squads, yep. and you should choose to go solo. Yeah. And so it's just weird how those games have, like, flipped. Yeah. Like how people wanted to play them, or how people even should play them. And I think part of the the reasoning behind that is that they're trying to make a seamless world. So like when you leave a mission there, like you just walk out into the open world, and like so those people would like come with you into open world things. But people want to do different things, so yeah. they they'll like run off. Like I understand kind of where the but thought you never comes run, from. You ever run into other players in the open world? No, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it's not like the, the division Destiny one was the or, same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. If you're in the open world, you're just by yourself unless someone's in your game. Like right. the the map is all one thing. Then when people load in, it's not just for the mission. It's like they stay with you if if they like leave that mission area. Right. It's not like Destiny Two or like Anthem where right. you can go out in the world and just see other players doing things. Right. Anthem like that isn't the thing you do a lot of anyway, but you can do it. Yeah, right? there is free play. Yeah, I don't know. And like all of this conversation around like ability usage and about the you know team play stuff like does also the reason we talk about that is because that is what the game wants us to be talking about in yeah. the sense that it's built to focus us there and to not talk about like the cutscene where they tell you you're the new sheriff in town and like are playing with a mm. lot of ideas of like imperial imperial power and like the the reinstation of the old guard and like the ways in which like there are, there are elements of this fantasy that you know I can get behind I do like like government services existing. I am someone who thinks that infrastructure is important. And there are ways in which part of this fantasy is that. But the thing that is frustrating is to see another game by this group in which many of the people who are, who are your enemies are, I mean, in this case, not even so, so far through my first 12 hours or so given a, a voice to explain why they are your enemies. Right. I saw a piece this week, this weekend that I think it was this weekend. Um, in which in which the enemies you fought were described as undesirables by the writer, which is like partially on the game in a yeah. sense. I think it's like a bad term to use to describe. Well, because there's just one, but the game, yeah, it's but, it's a bad term. But like the game also gives no context yes, or explanation exactly. for like the, there's no there's no there's not even empty rhetoric. It's just they're the hey. They're there. Right. Get them the out. The rhetoric is procedural, um, right? The rhetoric is there yeah. are people who have stuff that you want. And because 
you are the one who, well, the who other says way, other way around when in the first cutscene. Those sure. people take things from the people trying to live their lives. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about right? how the game actually works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and is, then <laughs> I go kick down a hyena door because they have the water and are growing food, and I want the water to grow food yeah. with. <laughs> it's like they do. They, because they, I respect the flag, motherfucker. <laughs> they make the implication in the opening cutscene yes. that those things were in the community and the hyenas are, like, leeching them off. Yes. But they don't do the work in the game to ever, sh- like, yeah. What if that was part of the game, yeah. right? Like, right. what if that was an arc where, like... You you actually watch it get taken. You're like shit. Like you, there are people dying. Eh. Anyway, Danielle. I'm curious if you think this is a reaction to all the we're not political like that. That all sort of jumping made, down of rhetoric. I think all of these decisions were made way before that. Okay. Like these these factions definitely existed before this past E3. I bet this game well, was. It's been. I feel like that kind of idea of this isn't political is before this. This past, past E3 right? is when they was when that all that blew up in their face. They right. said the Division 2 was But wasn't... that's been their attitude forever, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would say that this stuff is actually feels like a, re- a response to some of the drags from the first game. Oh. Actually, about that game's so politics. To, to, to walk so far away from having any point of view as to be completely I mean, like, I, incomprehensible. I, I will say that, like, I'll read you this description of one of the, the factions, sure. and you'll see there is a politics here that well, is... I mean, there always is. I'm just saying, sorry, like... I think them... there is an intentionality here. Okay. So, for instance, outcasts, bitter survivors of a forced quarantine bent on revenge against those who brut- brutally imprisoned them and the society that stood by and let it happen. Their charismatic, bloodthirsty leader believes everyone is complicit and urges her followers to punish the guilty by spreading sickness and murdering indiscriminately. That is a very that to for me reading that feels like a response to their criticisms or to my criticisms and and other critics' criticisms of the first game's mm-hmm. handling of of factions like the looters uh, and the Rikers who were uh, you know people who were looting stuff just like you were and prisoners who'd broken out of Rikers in the first game like for this, whatever low level crime for yeah. whatever low level crime which even that game tried to lampshade by having a radio guy being like most of the people in Rikers are actually good people they're you just know, there it's for some writer who is just hundred percent cover their ass on some level which yeah. is what how yeah. these games are made right these games are made by especially ubisoft games hundreds of people touch yeah. these games and it's often the case that you have like a handful of people handful of people who are like oh fuck. fuck all right well it's my my job to make the gun sound good but i'll send a note i'll send up a note and hope yeah. that someone listens to my note or i'll bring it up in the next story meeting but like my job is to write these audio diaries not to come up with the factions my boss's boss came up with the factions right. I guess I'm going to do my best to make the true sons like have some degree of like connection to our real world. I know that that's how these games get made. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's like it can be frustrating to put so much time into something like this that is waving around some fairly loaded and powerful ideas without it feeling like those ideas were given a lot of consideration or focus in the process, Um, which is like, it's just not the point of the game in terms of how it expects you to engage with it. But that doesn't mean that it's not, it itself is not engaging with those ideas. So I don't know, you know, enemies have a lot of armor. Get rid of it. You shoot them. (laughs) The Division 2. The Division 2. The Derision too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good good uh deck. That's I, one small design thing that I like just to say something positive about the game. Yeah. When you hit uh yellow bar enemies, which are like the really the elites tough, or whatever, the elites right? or whatever. In the original game you would have to knock down a shield bar and get it all the way down until you could actually hit the person underneath the armor. This one, if you repeatedly hit a specific area, so like if you hit the helmet right. or the chest or something, it'll break off, and then you can do direct damage if you continue to in hit that those spot. spots, yeah. which is 
neat. I think that's, that's a neat, I actually like, think it's so like that's the thing. It's like I actually I do like the basic tactical gameplay of the series. Yeah. I do like flanking. I like being flanked. I like thinking about the level design in that in those ways. Yeah. I super do wish like a lot of these missions have some really nice tactical set pieces in the sense of like, okay, here's where the enemies are going to flood in. Here's how I'm going to have to bounce between different pieces of cover. Here's the ways in which I need to be fluid in my thinking and can't just like stand still and do traditional cover shooter shit. That stuff is actually like pretty well designed. And if I... I, I don't know. I don't know what the version of The Division that would have made me hyped would have been. I guess the right. version is, instead of having these factions be the factions that I have to kill, it's step away from the world view in which I have to play hero and correct all of these factions and let me engage Fallout style with different factions right. who have opposing viewpoints and let me pick a, a, you know, a horse in this race, if that makes sense. Um, which is not what a Tom Clancy game is ever going to do. It's never going to let me go like, I think the bioterrorists are actually the ones who have, <laughs> yeah. who have the right idea here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or yeah, even p- to role play a character like that. But that's the version of this that I would really like. And it's one of the reasons I like post-apocalyptic fiction is the ways in which different factions have different worldviews that clash. And one of the things that the division does from, has always done is been like, no, here is the right worldview this is the character you're role-playing as. At least in the Division 1, I was able to be like, this has just happened. The opportunity space is limited. And even though I hate the characters, I have to... I'm being forced... Even though I hate that I'm fighting these people who also seem disenfranchised, like... Uh, uh, I can at least get behind the general fantasy of building this home back up. Whereas here, they don't even give you enough of that stuff. It's just like, eh, here it is. It's another another box to, to check. We should take a break because we have a much brighter game to talk about still. Uh, a much more, and also probably another pretty heavy one, Rob, I'm guessing. Is that your your vibe on the occupation so far? We're getting some mixed signals. Mixed signals. We'll be right back after this break. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we are back. Rob Zachney, take me to the world of the occupation. What what is yeah, the, so the, what occupa- is the occupation? So it is an a real time immersive sim uh, investigation game set in an alt history uh, UK basically, um, and you play for the most part a journalist. Uh, doing some follow-up investigation work on a terrorist attack that has prompted the passage of an extremely authoritarian law uh, through whatever the parliament equivalent is in this, uh, in this alt history. And right away we get uh, the politics start getting a little bit confused because the occupation is at once a period piece. All the technology is like, 1980s like the internet exists but it's clearly in development like the idea of things being networked 
is still really new and impressive and kind of wild. I saw but a video also that the, reminded me of like sneakers era technology, like my voice is my passport type hmm. shit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, right. And then, of course, you're in a lot of government buildings that predate this considerably. So, like, uh, inner office memoranda uh, go out via pneumatic tube. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the – right. it actually does this part very, very well. The capturing this moment of time and technology, this, this sort of confluence of uh, sort of the earliest versions of, like, networked computing um, – coexisting with the sort of tail end of the post-war order uh, and its sort of technological paradigms is it, it actually captures that really, really well. Uh, it's, it's very cool at, the, at how it, it captures the, what it would look like to be in a place that is on the cutting edge, but is still built on top of an right. old infrastructure an old, in yeah, like yeah, 1987. Yeah. Uh, but in this al- alternate history, the law that's currently being proposed is something called the Union Act. Mm. And it is kind of like the Patriot Act meets Brexit. <laughs> and that is kind of, and which right away is like oh, wait, how do you do how do you what? How do you combine those two? Yeah, and that's I think where the game uh suffers a little bit. I think the game's one of the game's major uh, preoccupations is with the encroaching surveillance state. Okay. And the sort of people that uh, drive and develop uh, the technology and procedures for creating the, creating, sustaining the surveillance state. But then the other part of this game feels very much like it's trying to be in dialogue with like current day UK politics. Uh, there is a lot of focus around uh, characters trying to handle what is very like UKIP adjacent rhetoric, mm-hmm. right? Where you know we need to get these immigrants out of this country. Uh, that's 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 how we need to respond to this terror attack. And I'm not sure. I think in trying to sort of have a single law that you're investigating, a single like you know a scandal that is or a secret government plan that is driving this action that you are trying to uncover, having that secret plan try to encompass everything from establishing a massive uh, surveillance state and data collection uh, state targeting citizens and having that bridge into like anti-immigrant isolationist rhetoric uh, in modern day UK. I think there is a through line uh, absolutely to those, to those two ideas, but it feels a little bit like in trying to have the Union Union Act stand in for all of that, it loses some of the specificity you really need to say interesting things about either of those phenomena. Right. Yeah. Um, the government is doing be- a bad thing about vaguely about citizenship and and surveillance instead of them creating a fictionalized or or or, or uh, maybe even a real um, act that specifically affects people in a way that's clear and that they could develop through side stories and ephemera that you're picking up. Cause this is a first person exploration, you know, we said immersive sim where you're like looking through emails, presumably and recording conversations and stuff like that. Yeah. Now this is where it gets, um, this is where it gets tricky. So the other part of this game is that the game unfolds in a series of chapters 
you have about at the end of each chapter, you interview somebody at this. Um, so you like a, <laughs> almost a like detective or a, pardon? What? Or, why are you interviewing people? You're an investigative reporter. Okay, cool. Uh, so you're you're, but you're doing a follow up story on uh, like the terror attack that sort of promoted the agenda of this agency you're investigating gotcha. and the uh, promulgation of the Union Act. Now, what you know from the beginning is that um, in in the opening sequence of the game, it looks like you basically, it seems to me like you basically know what actually happened with that terror attack. Um, and so there's already a game being played with like what you know versus what your character knows. Sure. Uh, which is kind of interesting. And it's like, like this is a game you're going to play multiple times. Huh. Uh, I think in part, like in part, because I don't think it entirely succeeds at telling its story. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of places where I'm going to need to see some things again and do some follow-up investigations to unpack, like, stuff I've seen or uncovered in my playthrough. Uh, but the other part is this. You're going to miss so much in this game because each chapter begins, it is about an hour until you were interviewing a character at the end of this chapter. Real Based time? An what- hour? Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh, so you get you, you'll be checking your watch constantly to see like, do I have time? I just got I just got an ID card and an access code for an important person's office on like the second floor. I have an interview in three minutes on the fourth floor. Can I B and E that office? Like find <laughs> some incriminating shit, right? Right. And make it to my interview. And the other part of this is, but the more you find, the more pointed your questioning becomes. So when you go in, the questions you'd ask by default in your interview are basically, can you just repeat the official bullet points of the story? And as you learn more, more dialogue options will open up and you'd be like, well, actually, I heard that you had a personal vendetta against the person being blamed for this bombing. Um, And then you can... Force that person to respond. Interesting, to that. cool. But where it gets tricky is this is a, these are really dense levels. It all takes place in this. Um, it's a semi-official public agency, but it's also like a private partnership. Like that's mm. the weird thing is like on the one hand they're a little bit like MI five. On the other hand, they're a little bit like a university brain trust that's been subcontracted by right, MI5. Right. And so you have like great deal of like official powers and security clearance, but also there's a lot of people here who basically feel like academic bureaucrats uh, right. and, and things like that. They're not, they're not like really cops per se. Um, they're people designing the tools that the cops are eventually going to be using. And these spaces are pretty big. Uh, it, 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 they do a very good job of, giving you a setting that feels like an academic center that has recently been adapted to and taken (laughs) over by the police. So it feels like a really well-realized setting. Uh, A lot of the surveillance tech sort of lives uncomfortably on top of what was clearly once a pretty charming like faculty building. (laughs) And the other trick here is that because you only have an hour, um, what you're going to learn from your first playthrough is probably going to pale to what you can accomplish in like your second or third playthrough. Yeah. When you now know where things are hidden, when you now know what the guard patterns are. Uh, and the guards are pretty clever. Like they're pretty clever. Um, you're not getting they, like shot though, right? Like these are, these guards are not, cause this no, is an they're, action they're, game. 
No, they're they're like university police, basically. <laughs> well, <laughs> that co- that covers a lot too. It does. Uh, no, these these are basically like very harmless uh, security guards, uh, and they're very sweet. Actually, come like, this way, sir. You can't be in there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. you must have you must have wandered in here by mistake. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Into this like elite government, like behind security doors and Well, the first time that ha- like so there's a lot of building the doors that are unlocked but they're alarmed. And okay. so you'll open it and uh if they catch you in that, like the first time it happens, one of the guards might just tell you something like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm sure you got confused, but there's marked areas that are for the public, and then this is right. one private area. So <laughs> That's if you good. stay out of those places, that'd be great. How nice. Uh, but they will start investigating a little more aggressively as like they see weird shit. Um, What's so, weird, like, like, weird shit like? Like, for instance, um, if you were in an office and the blinds are open, you've turned on a lamp that wasn't on before. Huh. Um and you're starting to like rummage through an area around a desk. You might hear the guard outside. This happened to me. The guard outside is like, "Wait, who who's in there right now?" <laughs> and they st- and like suddenly the guard is like starting that's to peer good. through the through the window. Mr. Carragher left an hour ago. Right, like that's right. good. Okay. Uh, and so there's and like any good immersive sim, there's a density of like. Keys, key cards, yeah. all the good uh, shit. Codes, login yes. information, exactly. Passwords. Yeah. And so you're going to miss a ton the first time through, and this is the problem. My investigation hasn't been very fruitful. But the second time through, you're going to know a lot more about where stuff is hidden. Are passwords the same and stuff? Efficiently. Like, if I just know that the password is like Big Ben 27. On my second playthrough, I'm just going to go to the computer and type in Big Ben 27 instead of going through all the Yeah, and I think you're kind of meant to. I hate it. This yeah. is like, it's bugging me because there's no, I'm not a time traveler or something, right? But what if right. you are? But if I am, then tell me I am and like make this game. <laughs> Look, in Austin, which... it's like, what if, I what want if a Edge diagenic... of Tomorrow was all the president's men? I want that. But in Edge of Tomorrow, he knows what's happening. He learns what's happening. I want to get to the well, end of this. the magic of. <laughs> a fan fiction. I can make it so that I am a time traveling yeah. investigative reporter. You're just ro- you just got well. Role okay, play so good. Buckle up. You're gonna hate this too. Okay. I don't hate so it. I want to each- be clear. I think that it's fine. I just wish there was a, a fictional mechanism for why I have access to information from previous playthroughs. If or that's you the expected have- play. You could have skirted that by including a thing like a quick load, quick save feature, uh, which is kind of the best friend of the immersive sim. Yeah. Right. Uh, nothing like just sort of control Zing your fuck ups uh, with a quick <laughs> load and immersive totally. sim. Um, the problem is with this, you sort of play it as it lays. Uh, so if you get caught, the chapter doesn't necessarily immediately end, but now it's been noted that like you've been caught in a secure area once before. Wait, are you saying there is not a quick save, quick load? Right. No, there's not. Wow. Like, so yeah. So if the, if the guard catches you, uh, you might like lose a few minutes and then you start out a few minutes later at the security. See, I like, I actually lecture to this. I actually like, because this commits to that idea of like, not having time travel powers and just like making right. me fucking like that that to me encourages me to want to do replays like oh fuck i just have to this not is, get caught this time through that actually i like um okay well then so that's the entire structure then i'm an enigma you're going Rob. to you just have to you just have to like 
basically adapt to whatever happens in your playthrough. But, like, remember the next time through that, like, okay, so in this air duct on the third floor uh, by where the workmen were uh, doing some uh, reconstruction, there was an ID badge that wasn't abandoned. I know on the next playthrough I can just go to that ID badge and immediately access that air, this area that I spent 20 minutes trying to get into uh, in my first playthrough. So that's kind of the the thing that you're going to be getting into. The downside with this is an hour is a long time, and yeah, like it dude. really is. And how so many chapters are the, there? Uh, there's like four substantive ones. There's like four major buildings and there's like mini chapters in between that do some interesting storytelling uh, in the middle of it. Okay. It's like, what if they had just made a six hour game? That would have been fine. I don't need to replay these chapters. Well, do you know they, what I mean? They, you well, Yeah, but the thing is, so you can restart a chapter. You can like quit out. So this is the downside. If you've played 50 minutes of a chapter and like you have to leave because something is being delivered or you've got to record a podcast. Wait, can you uh, not? There's no you save can't and save, quit? dude. You no. know, I, know, I, thought, I thought you were saying that there's no save. There's no quick load, quick save. There's no saving period. You just restart that chapter. No. Oh, I mean, I, that's not how <laughs> no. lives work. Can you pause? Like, oh, you can pause anything. You can all tab out and just. But does do the your clock business. run when you're all tabbed out? No, when you pause, okay. the clock stops. All but right. like, I definitely like. Believe me, I have like gone on errands with this game, like on on a menu. Uh, but <laughs> so that's that's the downside. Is like if 50 minutes into a into a into a chapter, uh, you've like you you have you have to step away, or if what has happened multiple times. You hit a bug that crashes you. No. Or, oh boy. or no. you're in a tiny little air duct and there's a little 3D model of like an abandoned uh, like uh, two by four or something just jammed into a corner of that. No. And you step onto that two by four, your character get w- gets wedged in the air duct. No. And you can't move. <laughs> and you're just entombed there. And you have to play that chapter again. That's where you live now. And then every time you have to get to the thing behind that two by four, you're just terrified. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like you're in an old like World War II sub movie and you're like cruising through the minefield and you're like, I hope I don't hit. That. I'm so frustrated, Rob. This is the part that I didn't want to hear. This is it. This is like, hard. I was so ready to be like, as soon as I have a little bit more time, I'm going to jump into this. This actually sounds like my shit. Like, it sounds like a little annoying in some ways. But the fact it, that I could lose that sort of progress, like, well, one, I just this don't stuff have can, the time. Let me see when the last time it was updated was. Uh, I'm maybe on some Steam of pages is, right now. Yeah. There isn't, like, they're fixing bugs, but no one is saying anything about changing the save system. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, but if they also just clean up some of the geometry you can get stuck on. Like, Mm -hmm. the other day, dude, uh, I had a session basically fail out because I was standing on top of a grate. And I opened the grate while I was on it. And the grate boosted me up. It was like, you're standing on a drawbridge. The the grate came up with my character on it and dumped me into an inaccessible part of the level behind a wall I could not mantle over. Speedrun strats, there we Uh, go. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, this like, here's the weird thing. The occupation speed would make an interesting speedrun game. Yeah. Not gonna lie. God. Uh, All this said, 
and I'm kicking myself for doing this. I have belabored a lot of the significant irritations that come from playing this game. Because they are they are irritating. They are frustrating. And they're, they're good things to know up front. In spite of that, I have really liked this fucking game. Okay. I have really liked uh, sneaking around these. Like, each of the four buildings you visit have, like, a really distinct character and tone. Uh, there is sort of the old office buildings. Uh, there is the Meta Center, which was the cutting edge, like, research facility that got bombed in the opening. Uh, and some of the offices are still open. And then they're on top of sort of a bomb site that's being turned into a memorial. Uh, and so you're sort of navigating that stuff. Uh, the characters are fairly... Some of the characters are pretty interesting. Uh, one of the security guards is really sweet. The janitor is a really good character. Um, actually, both security guards are good characters. And there's a lot of just that good convincing um, inner office drama that you nice. get in Immersive oh, yeah. Sim. Like, lots of people like sort of sniping each other over email like you know he's always you know what what do you think he what do you think those two are always talking about do you think what do you think they're they're up to uh why why is that why is this person uh not completed their reports right. and you see how all this stuff became like it metastasized in the wake of a terror bombing like all the like routine friction of an office the minute like there was a crime committed all of this stuff became like evidence used in this like inquisition. And that's another cool thing of like seeing how a bunch of pretty harmless and pedestrian, uh, you know, office workers were sort of morphed into kind of paranoid uh, informers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I live for that stuff. I, I so feel good. like there was some of the, some of the conversation around, um, I guess it was like technically around some of Firewatch stuff was like Firewatch felt like it could have been a game that leaned towards like political techno thriller. Uh, and it sounds like this is the game that actually does that. This is like in the realm of like the conversation or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that like great 1970s stuff. Um, Gene uh, Hackman. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I want to play this game anyway. We'll see. I'll add it to the I, long I list do. of things that I want to play when it's not March. <laughs> yeah. March I mean, Madness, the thing baby. is it's, it's so short. It really like, yes, did it's you not short if you keep having. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, did uh, you feel like because like here's the thing I can imagine myself doing is doing one playthrough, and then be like, all right, I got the gist of this game. Let me just go on YouTube and look up what the true shit is. No, I, I think the first playthrough feels like I just skimmed the surface. Okay, uh, like I got. I had a lot of... There's only one chapter I really felt like I nailed it. Like, I'd really uncovered a lot of good information. Mm -hmm. The other stuff, I feel like I was Inspector Clouseau. Just completely okay. oblivious to the to what was actually going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just know there were rooms through. where, like, if I could have gotten in there, I would have known some shit, but I didn't. Uh, so, I, like, I'm keen to get at more of that. The other, the other thing I will say is that the storytelling, in part because of the structure I've laid out... But I think also just when they're leaning on cutscenes, I don't think the cutscenes and the gameplay action fit together real well. Mm -hmm. Like, there are time jumps that are incredibly important that if you are not paying close attention, you will miss entirely and sure. will leave you deeply confused for, like, half the game. God. I, mm. 
See, these are, I'm still going to play it. I'm going to put it on my list of things I have to play this year and hopefully sooner than later. I really like that uh, a tweet that they made on March 8th included one of the, the list of fixes. Uh, they say, okay, it's time to talk about Steve. Fixes include Steve and other characters warping through walls. Steve's presence being too strong in the Bowman building. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Steve's presence too strong. Steve, Steve has to tone it down. Tone it down, Steve. <laughs> oh. Steve is this gormless uh, American security guard. Um, it's so, it's it's great. There is this in the Bowman building. I think I had like breached multiple secure rooms, just like left a trail of alarms like blaring in my wake. Um, and like toward the end of that chapter, like Steve finally catches up with me. And he's like, "Hey, um, you know, probably wasn't you, but." <laughs> We've had a lot of alarms on this floor. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. Good yeah, job, it Steve. was it was it was great. Like poor like poor Steve. Like I liked Steve because he was so clearly not cut out for the job he had. Yeah. Um, which is weird. I will say this: Steve is clearly incompetent. Steve's AI. He's a pretty good hunter. Like once he knows <laughs> this is why like, they have shit, to bring like, down his presence up, because mm-hmm. he's yeah. too good for who he is. It's yeah. an act. It's next level. Oh, yeah. he's like pretending to be. He's yeah. cl- he's instead of being Inspector Clouseau, he's Columbo. He's very oh, yeah. much the like presenting himself as disheveled, do, do, but is secretly do. a yeah. genius. Yeah. Secret right, genius. I'll just say this one thing: sweet little detail that like made me kind of fall in love with this game a little bit. Mm-hmm. There is a sweet janitor. I think his name is Marlon. He keeps pigeons. Oh. I overhear this conversation between the head security guard. Not uh, I think Daniel uh, is the is the guy's name. Uh, he's this he got this great northern accent, but he uh, he sees Marlon. He's like, "Hey, Marlon, um, you know, I just I ordered this bag of sunflower seeds, and they're the wrong type. They sent me the wrong type. Uh, do you think your birds would like these sunflower seeds?" Aww. And Marlon's like, I, "I couldn't." I couldn't take them. I, I you know, obviously you're, those are those are your sunflower seeds. And Daniel's like, no, 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 I couldn't possibly use these. These are the wrong type. They're they're unfit for my purposes. Uh, but perhaps you know, if you could if you could take these sunflower seeds off my hands, that's good. You'd be doing me a huge favor. Aww. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And actually, that exchange is how they were exchanging the evil data yes. behind uh, the fake terrorist. Oh no. oh no, Marlin was behind it all. Actually, it was a pigeon. Oh, wow. That Marlin thinks is just a normal pigeon. But actually. It's a drone pigeon. Wow. Controlled by Steve. By st- oh, wow. <laughs> Steve's behind the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it goes all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of games. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Rob, I really want to play it. It does. I really do, too. Speaking of games that take place in past alternate internet histories, computer histories. Yes. Then now you dipped into some Hypnospace Outlaw. Yes. Which, uh, also, last game is called The Occupation. What we're talking about now is Hypnospace Outlaw. Hypnospace Hypno Outlaw. Hypnospace. Yes, Hypno, because like, it's Hypnos. Hip. Hip. Mm. I thought a hypno like OS. The Pokemon. Right. We're like hypnotize. That's where that comes from. Hypnospace oh. Outlaw is a game <laughs> by. Kato? Did you not know Hypno, the hypnotizing nah, I'm Pokemon? With you. I'm you okay. With you. Cool. <laughs> ha. Okay. It's it fine. Was, it was not in the room. I know. It's gonna be a, you know <laughs> be what? We're not talking about any other games anymore. Hypnospace. Yeah, it would be fine. You're valid if you know the fucking Pokemon. Absolutely. Okay. Let's put that out there into the world. Fair. Hypnospace. It's like Tender Shoot. What, what's that, Rob? I just asked if Hypno was trash like Sobble, but oh, that okay. was just oh. what the. F- I, I well, Hypno is trash. 
I mean, that's an answer for you. That's an answer. You know, you got an answer. Sopple. This Hip is from Jay Tholen. He's, right. he's one of Tendershoot. Uh, Michael Losh and That Which Is Media. That's who made this game. Okay. Uh, Jay Tholen previously made Dropsy, which right. was a, the a clown delightful. Adventure game. It was my game of the year in 2015, actually. A clown adventure game with just iconography instead of written language, which was oh, right. really amazing. Yeah. Fantastic, like, adventure puzzle game. Uh, there's there's some there's a bit of dropsy here, not in terms of the clown itself, but in terms of that sort of incredibly joyful and also really dark aesthetic. So in this game, it is 1999, and there is a thing called hypnospace, which is while you're asleep, you put this band on your head, and again, it's the oh. 90s, and while you're sleeping, you go on this special internet called hypnospace. Uh, and what you do is you do internet things from 1999, like have your own really cool web pages. Like if you're 15 year old, uh, Zach, I think his name is Zach, mm-hmm. uh, Zane. Zane, excuse me. His name is Zane. I apologize. You have Zane a cool rocks. website where you make, uh, cool, like web comics. You talk about the bands that you like. Right. You talk about people that you think are stupid and you make comics out of them. Uh, or you maybe you in this case, does he have a hit? Is, is there a hit counter at the bottom? Frames or no frames? That is what exactly kind of, the, the shit. Yeah. Have you seen exactly. this game at all, Patrick? Have you seen this game? I saw, I saw a trailer for okay. it. Yeah. So you know, very nineties yeah, aesthetic. 90s that. Oh, yeah. But I'm actually just wondering very specifically how deep it goes into. It goes deep, uh, <laughs> deep. Oh my I god, built a lot the of those ocean. Websites, so there's uh-huh. there's an entire soundtrack to this game that is like horrible MIDI files, and Love then it. also like bad nineties alternative. Like both sides <laughs> of that are covered with like the crappy little like Windows like media player esque player in the bottom left corner of like most web pages. There's also like grannies who post like cool things that grannies would post. Like this is Great. like. Old websites, old ass web ring websites Ooh. from the nineties. That was, style web ring web was ring. my next question. Yeah, that's what I was web gonna rings. say. Hundred percent like web rings. Uh, and the way you are posited as a cop, you are a shitty cop who is here to basically look for things like copyright infringements and harassment and other things. And if you see, you get cases through an inbox, and it's like. Look for three instances of people using this old cartoon image that's copyrighted. And you have to go to old it's Granny's very progressive pages. for the 90s. Yeah, yeah. it's very – that's the whole tension I'm having with this game. That is, I think, a very intentional tension. But uh, just to Where's sort the tension of explain between you, joyful aesthetic and you being a shitty – You a being a cop, cop, an internet cop. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the thing you're doing is, like – I mean, I guess I, I'm happy for there to be better – I think platforms should, for instance, make sure that people are being harassed on them and right. be willing to regulate – for instance, uh, the sort of content that could radicalize people. Like, that stuff, we were just I talking agree. about algorithms earlier, right? Like, that stuff, absolutely. But also, some of the stuff that I've seen people do in this game is, like, remove animated GIFs from websites. Yes, from old granny's websites. Right, and that's... that's It's shitty. That's shitty. Let people have... Their- and also, the way you're trained as a cop, you go through this, like, VR-esque, or, or more, like, full-motion video-esque... Love it. Uh, <laughs> like, cop... Like precinct, basically, uh, where you learn about all the ins and outs. Like it goes full motion video to like a desk at a precinct, I'm and then watching. full motion video to another desk at the precinct. And this is how you are trained to be an enforcer oh in the hypnospace world. In hypnospace, I'm basically. watching someone. I'm looking at gameplay footage early it's, on here, and it's just like deleting drawings by children exactly. from the internet. That's like what it is. Um, the harassment piece, obviously, is is fine. Like somebody's being an asshole to somebody else. That's clearly a cause for. 
uh, moderation, certainly. Uh, but you're asked to be a, a, a cop in all the, those ways, in the ways that seem legitimate and the ways that do not seem legitimate uh, to somebody with, uh, you know, sense. Um, so it's an incredible – I think a lot of what people have picked up on with this game is this incredible, like, joyful embracing of the aesthetic of, like – horrible fonts and clashing colors and wild gifs, gifs, however you say it, it's fine. They're it's both gifs. valid. You're all valid out there, <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> Waypoint, no, 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 no. Waypoint picks sides gifs. and it's gif. Yeah. Okay, gifs. Yeah, we're not centrists. Uh, I don't, yeah, that's fine. I know the guy said gif. That's, yeah, no, I don't young care. dog, that's not how that's language fine. works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have honest. all agreed socially that it's GIF now. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. We have okay. I haven't heard from Rob. Hmm? GIF or GIF, Rob. <laughs> oh, it's Or GIF or GIF. These are the <laughs> options Ew. made for us. I just want to hear more about Hypnospace Outlaw. Okay. It sounds like Jack the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, you could absolutely say that. Uh I will say I am both very much enjoying sort of the embracing of the aesthetic and I'm enjoying because I do think that in in positing you as a sort of cop who is pooping on a lot of people's joy and again yes the moderation piece is uh, legitimate and valid uh, but pooping on people's fun in a lot of ways is saying like there never was this perfect time there never was this good old time the internet has always been fucking trash even if there were far fewer people and it wasn't the same kind of trash in every way people have always not gotten along and people have always been kind of assholes and this has always been a moderated space where corporations have their stake and have created it and it's there for them to make money not for you to necessarily have fun and have a good time Yeah, I think I, I, this is not a game where it's like we need more internet cops we need more cops. You sh there should be no one should be allowed to use animated gifts. This is like sat satirical. Is my take I think on it's it, satirical, right? and I think it's I suspect pointed towards wrap back around at some point about how this corporation is evil. I'm certain. Oh, I'm right? sure uh, because questions. you're hearing about these cool guys who run the corporation at certain points. It's Merchant Soft instead of Microsoft, which is already funny in its own way. Yeah, Rob, you have a question. Uh, so, a couple questions for you, Danielle. Uh, you mentioned a few times that like there's moderation that you have to do here, and you, like you know, obviously. Like real moderation is important. Like actually moderating yes. online spaces is crucial in keeping them like healthy and safe. Uh, at the same time, this sounds like the type of cop maybe you are in this game would not be doing the right kind of moderation. And I'm curious, like, are you like getting in there and like taking out like really toxic trolls that are harming people? Or are you doing like what shitty internet cop version of moderation looks like yeah more or less so the thing is this is internet pre-comments really like there's a chit chat client but it that's more of a like an aim or something mm -hmm. yeah uh, so it's not like you have a youtube and there are comments or anything it's just people make pages so for example one of your first assignments is uh zane has been flagged as a potential harasser because he has a secret page where he's making fun of one of his classmates. And he made, like, a webcomic about this classmate. Uh, the thing is, the classmate also has a page harassing Zane. But you don't have, at least as far as I've gotten in the game, you don't have an equal flag towards the other classmate who's who's making the Zane sucks page. And it's this level. It's Zane sucks. And, he, you know, like, that's the name of this page on Teentopia is Zane Sucks. And the other page is, like, a hidden page that's, like, this other guy sucks. So it's, like, 
one side got flagged and the other one didn't, so it's yeah, not so exactly what do you do? like, like you, can flag, you can flag right? the other guy. You can flag the other guy's thing. You probably can. It's just not like an assignment that you got. No, but you do get rewarded. I watched someone play the segment okay. the other day. Yeah. So I just want to be I just want to say it. you're right, there's no assignment to do it. But yes, like the other guy made a gif of Zane's head like a cartoon version of Zane's head getting cut off with a katana. Right. There's a whole page there. Flag and delete that. And it's GIF. easier to find that page than it is to find Zane's secret page. Right, right. which, which is, your is actual what he got assignment, flagged for. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a whole lot of who, uh, you know, who, who said what and and what you're assigned to do and, and so on and so forth. Um, there's also a lot of really lovely. Uh, I mean, and the art is amazing and wonderful. The music is amazing and wonderful. I've had it stuck in my head all day. Like it's it's like shitty, terrible MIDI files that have like a do 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 kind of tune as you're on certain pages, and then there's like a. It's like a bad new metal. Uh, bad new metal yeah. band. I forget so what they're good. called, but it's something amazing. Uh, and like, of course, Zane, number one fan. So he has like a fan like interaction and then he makes a webcomic about it. Uh, it's really very. And Zane has a girlfriend who has a, a page that's Zane's fan page. Does he have a girlfriend, though, or did he make a fan page for himself? Entirely up to you, friends, gotcha. because you could be whoever on the Internet. Right. Yes. So. Is there a through line in this game that, like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, are you, yeah. is it just kind of a day in the life, like, you're just kind of policing, like, GeoCities back in the day? Or is there kind of some overarching plot threads that, yes. like, begin to pull you deeper? It's actually a, a pretty linear narrative. Uh, and I've not gotten super far because I got very stuck trying to find Zane's goddamn secret page because the second realization I had is actually the way you're functionally going through this game is very close to her story or something like that. You're actually searching tags all the time. Like you'll have a list of tags on the right side and instead of typing in, you know, in her story, it would be like murder, Simon or, you know, whatever. In this, you have a set list of tags and you're going through them. I didn't completely, yeah, guitar, (laughs) cool stuff, a-hole, butthole. Yeah, those are things on like the harassment pages. Uh, it, it, very immature. Uh, <laughs> Are you wait? So you're just searching tags, not text, right? Like you can't search for Zane. If you search for Zane, you'll find ta- picture. You'll find pages tagged Zane. I you think won't so. just find any page. I think it's just tags. Yeah. I'm pretty sure and it's then just. Tags. It has hypertext also, or hyperlinks. It does, and there's which many, many links. You're going her, from place her story because yes. her story doesn't did not have the ability to right. just be like, oh, they said this, she said this, let me click on this and right. go down the... Whereas These this are has web like, pages, not videos. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yes. So, right. like, in terms of just the interface itself, there is that major difference. But in terms of, like, how you're actually finding things right. and going to places, it is through a very similar system of, like, you're searching tags, you're going from tag to tag to tag, trying to find that picture of that stupid cartoon fish, and or looking for that <laughs> harassment of Zane. Like, not of Zane, by Zane, even right, though right. there's kind of double harassment going on. There is a teen topia zone that has like the world's best terrible 3D graphics of <laughs> teens hanging out uh with a bunch of like just geometry, like <laughs> like 3D boxes and 3D gloves. Like it's it's Really, really joyful and really, really interesting with this interesting narrative as well and this interesting through line about commerce, I think, and about sort of the role of the role of free speech on the Internet, certainly, but much more so in terms of who gets to speak. Right. One of the ones that I saw was about identifying people who are using 
a payment system. Yes. That That's was case not number three. The official payment system because that way it's like Merchantsoft didn't get their cut. And yeah. so it's like, no, you got to get rid of that shit. So it's like, okay, yeah, this game is doing something about the enclosure of the internet and like who who gets paid off that and and you know those sorts of questions. It seems like I just want to know if it sees it through and like if it, yeah. you know, I think it it seems very clear that there is such a an aesthetic gut punch and like, oh wow, like oh this is fuck, look at this. Um, but I'm so curious to see if those if that punch actually leads to a knockout, right? Like, yeah. is does it follow through? Does it actually communicate something about the... And I, my suspicion is it's at least trying to do that, basically. I on believe so. Yeah, uh-huh. and and sort of given given what I've seen thus far, it's it's working on that level pretty pretty well. But I do need to play more. I do need to get further. I did get, I did get stuck trying to find Zane's harassment. Is it funny? I think it is. Okay. I've, it is the type of humor where... Okay, I, I'll tell you this. I wasn't online until the year 2000. Like, I did not have the internet on any level sure. of, in any sense until 2000. So I didn't grow up with the what internet. What was your internet provider? Did you jump straight into the cable modem era? We then, had an edgy, because my mom worked at a school. We had like an educator ISDN? access thing, shitty, terrible dial up that was like free for educators, basically. Okay. Uh, so I couldn't even tell you what it was called. It was some Rhode Island thing. Like, it was probably Rhode Island something 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 uh and like i had aim and i had message boards and i had like pages like this this was like pretty close to my experience of the internet this is set in 1999 so this is like pretty close to my experience of like first being on the internet so i am enjoying this on that level i don't know if you were born in 2000 and your experience of the internet has been social media if this is like funny at all or hits at all because this is like just actually what it looked like with maybe like two or three notches up on the satire scale. Right. Like there's Granny's um, ice cream butter or something. Like there's a lot of like stupid fake food things that are like, oh, it's pretty. Goofy. It's just a funny joke. But right? It's just a funny right. goof. There are other things that are like, no, this is exactly what it looked like when somebody mm-hmm. made their first web page. Like a hundred percent. Like this is not even satire. Yeah, totally. At that totally. Level. Uh, like Zane is just probably a bunch of teen boys. I right, Zane to. is just Patrick, except that instead of having a new metal band, Patrick had Weezer. Right. So, uh, no, this era is closer to me, like copying and pasting, like text from a, like I, like old IGN, oh, there you go. GeoCities, right? Angel Fire, good, uh, yeah, like, Angel Fire, or like swapping between the places based on like because the way that like those old. Um, web hosting services used to work was like you would often like different uh, the amount of files you could upload like the um, the space they would literally host so it's like well if you wanted to make something that was like kind of like media driven maybe you were using Angel Fire because they were offering five megabytes or something or something like yeah, that yeah. so yeah that was that era and then when later was like Weezer was when like it was like more like hand coding like my my own stuff like later in in high school. Okay, so mm-hmm. quick, just quick story about the internet here. Yeah, please. So ready. Um, okay, so like I can tell you the exact moment my father became disillusioned with the internet and <laughs> deeply suspicious of it. Uh, so my parents had, like a lot of people, gotten internet access through AOL. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had dial-up modem. And the first thing was like that was annoying is we got we got dial up around the time of uh, you've got mail coming out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, like that was like that was AOL's um, 
like Super Bowl. Basically, they were they were really they were really happy that they were they were tied to that whole campaign. <laughs> but before that, like the first thing, literally the first thing we we did with the internet, my dad was really excited about this. AOL was going to have a live chat room open for the final episode of Seinfeld. Oh, and people you could talk to okay, people there. about the final episode of Seinfeld um, live. This sounds kind and, of like, fucking cool. Like, I'm, you, it's like think about that. Yeah, so here's the thing. You remember how that episode was received yep. at the time? Oh, poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we watched the episode, and my dad loves it. He thinks it's like the perfect ending to Seinfeld, like the sort of... They're assholes, and like, yeah. why should it... Yeah, right. Exactly. So my dad is like, all right, I cannot wait to discuss this... <laughs> With fellow oh fans on AOL, so we dial up, and like I'm sitting there next to him, like, all right, we're gonna like let's be on the internet, let's be let let's be on the internet together, and uh, like explore the super information, the information superhighway. So we go into this chat room, and immediately. The internet is being the internet. Yeah. Shit posting is uh-huh. starting. Uh, like there's people just like spamming uh, slurs into the chat, basically, uh, or, or yep. just curses describing their feelings about the trying episode. Trying to pick up people, trying to cyber, um, like all of it. The internet was yeah, there. Exactly. ASL. Exactly. ASL. ASL. Yeah. Hundred percent. And Dad oh, is typing H. Seinfeld out paragraphs. Language. Yep. Location. <laughs> and, location. Location. <laughs> And and dad is like, but really, if you think about the theme of this show and its sort of self-identification oh. as a, a postmodern sitcom about, quote unquote, nothing, uh, I, I think this, this series finale is actually pretty transcendent uh, in how it defies. And people like, like nobody listens or pays attention because nobody's here for that chat. No one gives a shit. Nobody wants to talk about the Seinfeld like finale, right. except to say whether it sucks or is awesome. Uh, or like, you know, make, uh, like weird in, innuendo around like Elaine. Like that's right. basically what yep. that chat was. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, I don't think we're going to get a very good discussion here. <laughs> oh no, dad. <laughs> and he was ahead of the game, man. Yeah. He figured it out yeah. way before any yep. of us did. Yep. Yeah. He, like he just shut it down and was like, well, the internet's for like getting news, I guess. Uh, but I don't uh, like you can't you can't have a discussion with people there uh, and, and like I watched it happen like literally it was this like the, the space of 45 minutes he was oh, like amazing. oh boy this is the future talking about like major cultural events with other people in real time 45 <laughs> minutes later and like four like page length like ignored responses later oh. dad is like well I guess we should probably cancel this huh <laughs> Like oh. yeah, he couldn't have been more right. Yeah, well, no, more he right. just needed to get onto forums. I guess, but even by ninety nine, ninety eight, yeah. forums yeah. weren't great either. <laughs> I mean, I at least people will respond, net. you know. Right, people. But you're you right. Could, forum but you culture still was had still... your boards. Right, right. Yeah, like um, you had your boards that you were part of at right. the time. But th- this is the thing. This is the thing that was sinister about AOL. AOL would try to like hide that stuff from you. Do you remember how hard it was to Ooh. like access the real internet in AOL? Like, yeah. Well, because it was a, a web browser was separate. AOL wasn't just like 
people probably don't rem- like understand because it's, it's just a weird way to conceptualize the internet. You didn't open a browser and go to places. AOL was a contained universe yeah. yep. of menus that was pulling right. from the internet, but then the browser was something wholly separate that it didn't actually want you to interact with because it wanted the the ecosystem to be uh, contained, contained into what yeah. AOL or Prodigy or CompuServe, like all of them were operating under the same ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. I mean, like, and the other thing there was just... Uh, your dad probably would have loved pre-AOL Usenet, right? Like the the yes. old form mm. culture before Eternal September, before AOL opened the floodgates to people <laughs> to completely... Sorry, just... what's Eternal September? Oh, do you not know Eternal September? This is the... So 1993, no, like... uh, that is when AOL added Usenet access to its service. Um, and before that, to be on Usenet meant to be a hobbyist, to be at a university or a business that had Usenet access, uh, or to have like a local computer cafe. But at that point, again, you're a hobbyist, right? Even if you don't own a computer, you're still making it part of your day to go to the place where you can post to internet message boards. Right. And then in 93, AOL added access to it, which meant that there was this huge – so uh, September was when people went to school. Right, and so September was when New Blood entered Usenet anyway, because students would show up at colleges and suddenly either have their own computers or go to computer labs and be able to post on Usenet for the first time. So September is coded to mean that's when New Blood shows up. Eternal September is the floodgates opened, and what had been a sort of, uh, and this is not, I I think often this term was used at the time to paint pre-floodgates opening as this like perfect world where the culture was, you know, this natural state. We all lived in this walled garden (laughs) where we curated an experience and a culture that was sophisticated and thoughtful, and then the floodgates opened and, you know, 15-year-olds were there and the culture was ruined because that's when... Now there were dick jokes. The now now there here. were dick jokes and women, right? <laughs> like, this whole time right. I thought that song was about a guy's dad. I, <sighs> yeah. I think the song is about that guy's dad, Rob. <laughs> he bought AOL for the family. <laughs> Oh, I uh, wanted to talk about Seinfeld. But no, so, so Hypnospace, though, like, is kind of about that, right. like, That's, like yes. this sort of this age of innocence for the internet where it is just people fucking around kind of by the, like wanting to be seen, but not by too many people. And yes. I think maybe that's the thing, right? Is that early internet idea is like, Patrick, you mentioned yes. like the ticker counter at the bottom. The idea was like you could be connected with thousands of people, which was exciting. Yeah. Millions was fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And like the second that millions is on the table, there are corporate interests, right? Because yeah. if millions of people are seeing, you know, the the Mickey Mouse gif, well, then we have to fucking send you a DMCA. There was something nice about being on a forum that no one knew about where you were able to, to just use that stuff to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. This is like a Wild West, you know, in the in the metaphorical sense. I'm just like, ah, anything goes. I'm going to figure out. We're going to have our own culture. We're going to make our own jokes. Well, it was we're before to... the DMCA, right? Right. It was, it was literally, <laughs> literally before, before the DMCA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. It was literally harder if you were a company that owned IP to get that stuff taken down because you would have to jump through way more, way more hoops to send that sort of takedown notice to begin with. The DMCA made it very easy if you were a company that owns a bunch of uh, property to just hit a button and send a request in. And if that stuff is especially now on, instead of just being like, it's an Angel Fire website or this one person has, you know, contracted out 
space on a server by going directly to a server farm or whatever and and you know license or leasing out you know space for them to build a website in Dreamweaver or whatever <laughs> or, oh, uh, for a yeah. host. Hell yeah. Uh, that now it's just like, oh no, I just hit this button on YouTube and say this is mine. And that automatically files, right. you know, puts in a, a request on on YouTube or the forms that I need to fill out to send a, tr- a DMCA takedown are pretty straightforward comparatively. So like well, Hypnospace I, I re- imagine that earlier, uh, right? Yes. And well, and one thing I should mention as well is that you're paid for your work. You're paid. Oh, it's a gig economy game. It's a gig economy <laughs> game. You're paid to find what these violations. What do you do with the money? You can play cool games like Squishers. I think it's called Squishers. Oh, yeah. There's a whole like theme song. It's like Squishers are really cool. Squishers. I forget half of it. But anyway. Uh, okay. So you are, you're paid to be a fucking dick. Like you're paid to be an right. asshole who is, who is finding these violations all over the place. Like I, I don't know that. I haven't tried. I haven't tested the system to right. just see if you could just take down a GIF, even if it's not the thing in the case. You I might think get paid they, anyway. When it when it when you try to do a takedown on something that is not, I guess yeah, if it's not part of the case, you could probably take it down. If it's if it's it checks to see if it violates whatever rule you've put right. in. So you can't just remove stuff, which. You can't just like if someone has a, a text I'm just that's like if you still get paid. I love cats. You right. can't do a, a harassment takedown on that. But if it said like I want to kill Zane's stupid cat, you could probably do a take. Or right. if it said I didn't fuck that cat, the right. way someone on Twitter but maybe said. Over you the need weekend. to make sure that you get to that one. You gotta get to that one. You gotta. Glad Twitter put that in my feed this morning. Thought I needed to see that. Now everyone's all Patrick's fault. That was Navarro though. Like he like he quote tweeted it. That quote tweet was everyone, so everyone last <laughs> yeah, everyone last night. It broke. <laughs> he didn't come on the cat. Okay, God. The DMCA he didn't put was, his dick anywhere near the cat. I heard Shane Dawson is it easy to drag. He's one of the most influential yeah. like voices yeah. on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I have like, no fucking problem. He punching does up. a lot of yeah. Uh huh. Okay. He's he's done a lot of fuck shit. He has been yes. Yeah. Uh, the DMCA is kind of like Blippy. No, he's worse no. than Blippy. Blippy's just This is someone who absolutely knows what they're doing yes. and is playing into gotcha. a I meant Bli- of, Blippi's yeah, sort of Shane Dawson and is what I was talking about. Blippy's no, this is someone, worse than that. No, this is someone that recently like pivoted into conspiracy videos because they're profitable yeah. on YouTube and then YouTube doesn't know what to do about gotcha. that shit because when you're most prof- when your biggest doesn't characters doesn't know what to do. Yeah, well, YouTube isn't fame, doing fame. anything about that shit. Fame. Yes. Right. Yes. Um the DMCA, by the way, 1998, so would have been around for Hypnospace, gotcha. would not have been around for Eternal September. Mm. Anyway, okay. one more thing before we go in the super long episode, because we have to talk about Baba is You. Hell yes. Baba is You. How do we... Oh, okay. I'm, hmm. I'm just going to describe... So we should, so can we language? just do a first... Do a, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, this game is going to be tough to... Just like so much of what is interesting about this game is the discovery. Yes. So I think we should say up front, if you just trust us, go get, and you like puzzle games. Yeah, if like, you like go puzzle get games. Baba is you. Because it's like, $15, it is worth which, knowing- is, which is an ask. Like, I, I, it's not a $5 game. It's not a $10 game. It is $15, right. which I guess like shout outs to 2019 that I could say $15 is kind of a lot of money for a video game because you go back a decade, this would be the easiest purchase you ever made in your fucking life because yeah. it's that good. Well, you can get a refund on Steam if you bounce sure. up that hard. Like there, sure. there are options sure. for you. And I'm just like, so, although like, the, it is on Switch, to talk, and that's very nice to have. It is on Switch. I should get it on Switch. I got it on Switch, and I've been. I, I, pl- I plan to stop playing it on PC and to start playing. Oh, playing I should get it. On oh, Switch. that's gonna be but, a really good PAX game. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go buy it. On, I'm gonna stop playing it on PC also. 
Anyway. There was a time we talked about games on this show. Yeah. But now we just discuss our preferred ideal platform of games. <laughs> this is the modern game discourse. It is. What is the most comfortable and cozy arrangement to play a game? I would Obviously, like, we're going to play the game. I'm going to play Baba's You while eating some toast with butter and jam yeah. on a Sunday morning. Some tea. Baba is you. Baba is a sheep. We're going to do what Patrick said. We're going to talk really broadly, and we're going to have to get zoomed in a little bit to do the, the hard sell. Broadly, it's a it's a it's a Sokoban inspired game that takes that core idea of pushing boxes around in so many more interesting directions than that could ever sell you on. Baba is a sheep. Baba is you. It's a little sheep. Baba. Uh, Jessica, Patrick's daughter, I think, wrote all the the words of this game. <laughs> Good. Um, yep. I thought it was based on the full disclosure. Song. Oh my god. Hmm. Baba is you. <laughs> Baba is a sheep. There is, let's say, a flag. Flag is win. Walk into the flag, you win. Nice work, right? Congratulations, actually. Congra- congratulations. Sorry, congratulations. You're right. Not nice work. It <laughs> does not say nice work. It says congratulations. Um, let's keep building out a, a, a situation here. Baba is you. Baba is surrounded by rocks. Uh, and outside of the rocks is flag. Flag is win. Thankfully, rock is push. Push, push push rock, walk to flag, you win. Third scenario. I'm like inventing these just based on the rules. I'm not You're inventing colonialism, by the way. Just uh-huh. I know. Okay, well, okay, you want to get rid of it. Baba is you. Flag is win. Flag is outside of some walls. Wall is stop. What if, and here's the game. All of these things I'm saying, Baba is you. Wall is stop, flag is win, are statements made of objects on the play field, which is like a 2D top-down view of Baba, a little cartoon sheep walking around. So Baba is and you are three kind of square tiles that exist in the world. Wall is stop are three tiles. What if you push the word stop away from the words wall is? Then guess what? Walling stop no more. No. no borders. Get rid of take down this fucking wall <laughs> and go walk to flag because flag is win. Um, and that is so the objects are conditional statements. Yes, the objects the, are conditional yes. statements about the world. There are some things that are always true. You is push is always true, I believe. Okay, you can always push. You push things that are pushable or you Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. yeah. If something is push, Baba and you, whatever you are. Whatever you are. Because you might not be Baba. You might not be Baba. Sometimes, sometimes rock is you. Sometimes Baba is you, but Baba is also rock. Sometimes Baba is rock. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the lava. Sometimes sometimes the lava. Sometimes uh, there is like, there are so many I mean, little... the game sets up, it makes the rules like incredibly transparent. Like, whereas like so many other games, rules operate in the background and you sort of like intuit what you're supposed to do. This, like, you pause the game and on, on a screen, it says like, here are the currently operating rules for what is happening. Right. Yeah. And then when you shift those, it like tells you how that happens. And like, the genius of Baba Is You is the possibility space of what you think you can do is so much wider than... Mm-hmm what you will think when you start the game and the slow way it drip, drip, drips you into frustrating scenarios that are only frustrating because you haven't just get, you haven't thought wide enough over right. like what this rule set will actually let you do. 
Um, like I, I had one this morning where I was trying to finish out the first world, and I shared a screenshot with uh, Austin and Kato to be like, give me a hint. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm clearly not even thinking anywhere towards that. And you gave me like a small hint that I was didn't really feel like a fucking hint. <laughs> um, and but I kept bashing my head against it, and then finally figured it out, and I was like, oh, did not even okay, yeah. did not re- even realize the rules. It's not even Ben. It's just that you can create rules in a certain way, and just the uh, the the control you have over the world. Um, I, I saw Will Smith talking in a private channel that we have about this, where he said he's so far into the game that he can't tell if the solutions he's coming across are canonical or if he's just breaking the game, <laughs> which gives you, a, I think, that, that in an abstract sense yeah. gives you a sense of like what's it what it's like to to play yes. the game yes. because yeah. so many strange things start happening. The ability for you to warp the space is so broad that I'm sure it's intentional, but when you can play a game where it feels like you're breaking it is like a very special, cool feeling. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to describe one puzzle so that you can just be like, here is what this is like, or do you think that that's too like, no, I, think we've I, given mean, I mean, I mean like there's good, like, there, like there's, there's, there's so many puzzles. We can like spoil the, one, right? Yeah, like the lava one is interesting, right? So like you, uh, it's a couple levels in where um, the flag is on the other is is there? You're on this map, and the the the, the flag is on the other mm-hmm. side, and there's a big pit of lava in between. And you know, you have the phrase that says "Baba is you," right? Lava it's is like, hot. Okay, well, Baba is right, lava melts is hot. Also, Baba is also melt. Yes. Um, and. So then you just start, I mean, you know, like any puzzle game, you just start kind of like pushing things around and seeing what you can do. And what you stumble upon, at least what I stumbled upon, is that you make Baba is lava, and then you can just <laughs> move yourself just walk, right? over towards the flag. And just, and the, all the, because it, it, you are the whole river. You are not just a, a tile. Mm-hmm. You are the river of lava. And because elsewhere in the in the map says flag is win, the flag is always the win state, and Baba is whatever you have decided Baba is through the Baba, Baba is statement. whatever word is available. Yeah. yeah, and so Baba is lava means all the the lava river just moves no, no, to no. the right, it touches the flag. It's lava is you because this is important. There is a there's a situation where you can oh, right, put right, right. Baba is something and it'll change you, which is that single block into you're right. one you're of right. those right. things. The thing it is, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Like, there's different, like, ways you can change the character or become something else in the environment. Right. And something else we're saying is, like, the, they will often set up things that you just cannot change, right? Like, right. words will be against a wall and inside, or, like, against the edge of the map and then also inside of a wall or something. Right. Like, okay, I guess in this level, lava is always going to be hot. I can't just move the hot away from lava in this level. But sometimes you can do that. And sometimes, right. like, that, the solution is, I know there's an early one, Patrick, where you, you were, like, talking about how you change the walls into something else. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's a cool fucking level. Like, there's all sorts of things where so much of it reminds me actually of adventure games. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. Because there's, you know, that feeling you get when you're kind of midway through or deep into an adventure game and you feel like you finally synced your brain up with the game designer and you understand what their puzzle logic is, whether they're mm-hmm. like absurdist comedy puzzles or whether or not they're like referential puzzles or, or, you know, puzzles that are about just like, okay, this person really likes the ways in which cranks can turn into you know whatever you figured right? out their sort of lock and key yeah ideas right whether that's literal lock and key or not or like not. They've, they've kind of yeah um, you've internalized that this game gives you that feeling a lot when you finish oh, a, a set of puzzles yeah. where you're just like i fucking I, you and me buddy and we're locked up like okay this <laughs> series of puzzles is about 
moving other things to be almost like they are an extension of me to pull things across a river or whatever and like using things in different ways. Right? This set of puzzles is about thinking about the way automated movement works across the map when I blah, blah, blah. I will say this gets fucking hard. There yeah. are some of these puzzles are brutal. I'm at, I have stage three and four open now, uh, which is on top of a kind of tutorial world. So it's like the fourth and fifth set of levels that are open now. Um, and they're starting to get like pretty complicated where I look at them and go like, <laughs> huh? Okay. Baba is weak. You know what? Baba is weak. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Austin is but weak. Aust- you know what? Austin is weak. Hey, it's God. Monday. It is Monday. Don't I'll, don't beat yourself up too much. You're right. You're Everybody's right. a little weak today. Baba is weak means that when you hit the walls, you just die. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Shit. Baba oh is allergic to wall. Oh, Baba, Baba is allergic to wall. Flag is win. Skull is defeat. Um, Podcast is... <laughs> I like to make Skull win sometimes. That's fun. Ooh, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Make Skull win. Skulls Walk into Skull, cool. you win. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, this game is great. 15 bucks uh, on PC and Switch. Is it also on like PS4 and stuff, or is it only those two right now? No, I think it's uh, Switch and PC and I think like Mac and Linux. I think like it's. It is definitely Mac and Linux. And I can say uh, I've played on Mac and PC, and there are cloud saves on Steam, which is nice. Nice. Um, so I've been mm. able to like play it at my work computer or play it on my home, nice. like whatever, wherever I've been. It's been carrying over that stuff, which is so essential because what I don't want is to ever have to redo past things and feel like a fool because I don't remember the past <laughs> solution. You're about to get into that <laughs> by switching <laughs> over to the Switch. Yeah, yeah. But that's once. I'll just have to do yeah, it once. Just it's fine, and then I'll live You're there. You're making again. the Switch. Well, when, I, when I was trying to get a hint for the map, Austin was like, I Ah, uh, there's a yeah. long pause as he like found in his brain where that solution was. I had to, I had to, Patrick, what I did is I booted the game up. <laughs> I had to go like actually start to like, okay, what the fuck do I do? Um, but, uh, oh, shout out to one awesome thing a super simple undo. Uh, option where you just hit a button and you literally step backwards one so if you accidentally push something against a wall in a way that you can't move it again anymore you can just go like oh never mind back up back up up." you'll learn that because one of the first things you'll do by mistake is make Baba not you or make (laughs) you nothing and the game just goes like you fucking dead you're dead that's it if you're not a thing you're nothing or if you turn yourself into something that can't move or something you know know, I guess I'm just this fucking pile of lava (laughs) okay great uh, it's Sounds cool. like the occupation needed that. Yeah, if only yeah. I could turn into a pile of lava. Oh, you mean the undo, yeah, the undo, undo button? The undo button, but also. <laughs> yeah. hey. Steve uh-huh. is you. Well, Steve is you. That would be that would be a twist. Here you go. I think that's going to do it. I think we got through this mega long episode of Waypoint Radio. Thank yeah. you all so much for it. Felt long. You know, we started 210. late. We started that's late. Fine. I'm hungry. I want to take a lunch. Yes. That would be wanna great. Eat. I want to eat food. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, Cotto? At A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Danielle. At Danielle R.I. in the hypnospace. In the hypnospace. How many how many views do you have on Tinatopia or whatever? Uh, 10,000. Wow, 10,000. <laughs> That's very popular. Cool, cool hypnospace. I have a cool girlfriend, too. Wow. She's real. She's Wow, okay. What's your favorite <laughs> hypnospace band? Uh, I really like Sketch Out. Sketch Out. Well, you know what? I Yeah, I've been to a Sketch They're Out They're really show. good. I saw them open at Mike's. I got a bunch of their merch. Okay. Okay. Patrick, <laughs> how about you? Where can we find you on Hypnospace? <laughs> at t- uh, slash Times Square slash 1496 <laughs> slash uh, noframes.html. Good. Love it. Good. <laughs> Rob Zachney, how about you? 
Uh, at Rob Zachney on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Already there. I'm at Austin underscore Walker. You can find the show at twitter.com slash waypoint. Uh, everything we do, waypoint.vice.com. You can send letters into gaming at vice.com with a reminder that next week we will be doing our Mark of Mastery exams <laughs> live at PAX East. Oh, uh, right. What's up? Yeah. Send me, if you have questions that you think should be on the Mark of Mastery exam, send a DM to at a underscore Cotto underscore appears, and I there will be go. putting those together for hey, I was, the team. For that, are we allowed... Uh-huh. Should we ban studying, or are we allowed to... No, you can study. You can study for an exam, yo. Yeah, you okay. gotta be able to study. Yeah. I was kind of thinking it might be better if we just, like, I don't know. No, don't worry. Ass. Try to study. No, don't make it too hard. <laughs> oh. No, like, y'all should tr- go ahead and try no, okay, to but, study. But, 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 yeah, but, I, I don't want this. These can't be it's like what's a nobody. It's got to be. It can't be what's a nobody, right? But it also shouldn't be like what's up with some organization thirteen member we never even talked about. Uh huh. It has to be stuff no, that's, that's been fair. covered yeah, yeah, in the yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But still, okay. go back All and right. listen to those old episodes. Then study up. We're gonna be on the bus. Yeah. Um. God, you should. Okay. Oh, I'm yep. nervous. Now I'm nervous. I'm not going to sleep When was that? We, we should, uh, that's Saturday at uh, 1.30 to 2.30 in the, wait. Which room? It's yeah. in some theater. The, the I thought panel. it was 2.30 to something. 1.30 to 2.30? I'm looking. Let's double check. Uh, we should know this. Uh, we should know it because yeah, we, we should do it. Uh, also, <laughs> um, I should say something else. What was I going to say? What else are we, what else is... Oh, it'll be streamed, which is yes. nice. It'll be on one That's of the official true. packs. It's a streaming room. It'll, it's a streaming room, so everyone can see us make complete uh, fools of ourselves live. One thirty to 2.30, mm-hmm. li- uh, yeah, live for the Dragonfly Theater. Um, All right. And then, yeah, it should be uh, streaming. I don't I don't know where the, the Twitch stream is, though, because I've never had to worry about it, because none of our... Like Twitch.tv <laughs> slash packs, packs or packs I think there's like packs one, two, and three or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll see. Look at cool. a bunch of fucking strangers telling us. As you can tell, we are prepped, ready. Yeah, we're just going to rock and roll yeah. on this. We're gonna, it'll be hey, great. To buy our tickets. Yeah, go. Natalie's on it already. Yeah, we're cool. good. Great. Uh, thank you, as always, to Bill and Fletting's Use the Track Miss You of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B O E N. Is there anything else worth saying on this? On this? Thank you for being here with us on thank your you. Monday. On your Monday. Or your Tuesday. Whatever, Whatever day, day you listen. Whatever day it is. Yeah. Just thank you for being a friend. Agreed. That's going to do it for us. Danielle. <laughs> be good out. and be good at it. Peace. And rewatch it. Pride and Prejudice is fantastic. Oh, it's so oh, good. Shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Hold on. The episode this week is so good. They've, the last one was great, too. Oh, they've all been great. This next one, mwah, we just chef's lose kissies. it. <laughs> chef's kissies. Danielle and I are on, we're on segments we together, have, apart. Yes. And then to get like it's, it's there's a it's beautiful a, passing of the ships yes. and a, a continuation of the ships together. It's true, both. So it's it's one of our best. Lots of ins, lots of outs. We we covered one episode again, <laughs> <laughs> episode four. Uh, and also a note: waypoints this week is going to be Dragon Prince season two and all of uh, Genlock. So watch those or or don't. Yeah. But listen, we'll talk about them later <laughs> this week. Our feelings on that, yeah. All right, let's try this one more time, Danielle. I want you all take a deep breath. Think about the people in your world. Mm. Be good and be good at it. Peace.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Easy bad, it's a good, wolf. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good is you. It's true. I did. Look, look. I applaud your decision to red. Like I applaud your decision that Pemberley red pills Lizzie Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I said, (laughs) Danielle. You know that's not what I said. Oh my god. (laughs) Austin merely observed that it. Seeing Pemberley made Lizzie realize that she thought of herself as a wren, but she could be a wolf. I did say that. I did say that. I mean, I stand by it. You're not yeah. entirely wrong either. Yeah. I just wouldn't use the word red, red pill. <laughs> you know. Um. Hey, the, the Matrix the f- itself is a good movie. That's maybe. true. Maybe that's the, true. The, the pill I'm stuff. so curious about the fucking Matrix remake that's coming. Wait, a remake? Yeah, they're relo- uh, They're going to reboot. They, supposedly. Well, whoomst. The, 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 the writer has said remake is maybe not the best phrasing. I bet it's going to be your traditional sequel sequel that acts as a uh, a re-entry reboot. point, basically. That sounds yeah. all right. Yeah. I can deal with okay. that. Um, Does it take place after the Animatrix? Is the Animatrix canon in this world? Because if it is, maybe I'll be into it. Some episodes. God damn it. <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, Only the Flight Animatrix of the Osiris. Just kidding. So good. Which one was that Last one? Last Flight of the Osiris. It was the CG, but looks like people. Looks like people wanted, wanted no. realistic CG in whatever, 2002. Or right, right. What was the really good, uh, like, Film hyper, like, one, 80s anime style one with the kids, like, coming to, like, the haunted kids. Oh, house. that was kids great. Story. No, Kid Stories is the, is the, is the skateboarding one. The, the one, one with the, haunt, the haunted yeah. one. The haunted, like, that building. Yeah, that building that great. was Beyond. Yeah. That's Beyond. God, that was good. Two that's, Souls. That was good shit. Beyond was Two that, Souls. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, Koji Morimoto. You know, I need to go. I we should do a big yeah, rewatch say, the Matrix series. I would do that. Actually, yeah. yeah that'd be I would amazing. totally do that. Yeah. Also, you know, I hated Reloaded and I loved Revolutions. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I would definitely do a Matrix be good I would be series. very down as well. Um, I would probably need to study up though on how trans readings have developed in the... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know, we could years. hit the, the day it came out, when right? it come out? Wasn't it April 1999? The 20 oh, year shit, anniversary is like think, right around the corner. Yeah, that might be a good reason to check back in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, Remember we could cool actually get the timing just April. right on this. Yeah, wait. Uh, Schnick. Also, the. March 31st is actually when it was. Oh, yeah, why did I think it was April? Well, okay, April 8th pretty in close. Australia. So maybe you were in Australia at the time. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> You know? In honor of the Australian Matrix <laughs> release, of- <laughs> we've done weirder shit. Yeah, yeah, we have. I'm just saying it is actually the 20th anniversary too. So. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. The the template that we use for some reason the plate head is always at like two hours. Mm-hmm. I sometimes forget should- to put it back to zero, but now I did. We're good. Good to go. <sighs> Who's clapping? I got it. Who's clappy? Austin for 
Like, right, Division two, Baba is you, three times in a row. Division two, two Baba, Baba is you. God, if only. Baba is you, yeah, if only. Oh, if wait, Pat, <laughs> what the fuck did Patrick leave? He had to go to you the bathroom. coffee, your bathroom. <laughs> I did not hear anything. He said he was taking a bathroom break. <sighs> Rob, I uh, I watched the F1 documentary again. All of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ten episodes. Well, I mean, over the last, like, few days, yes. This is the second time through? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Well, third time awesome. through for a couple of the episodes. Did you finish Williams? Yes. Holy shit. So did the final, like... Did the scene where Claire Williams tries to get her dad to seriously engage with the things their mom that his her mom said? Yes. Fuck you up as badly as it fucked me up. It fucked me up. It was you know, an excruciating scene. If we need a really fast, good. be good, rewatch it. It's a very good documentary. With like two people. <laughs> we could record in an hour. Yeah. We could do Williams. Oh, these waveforms are so petite. You have petite waveforms. They're so small. Bacato likes them that way, right? Small, yeah. Small, good. Big, often not good. Because it, okay. it can, I can make small bigger, but, but big. bigger. <laughs> bigger like my waveform should be like of my own stature. I should recognize me. They are, they're just waveforms. of a different scale right now. Hmm. <laughs> are we ready to clap? What's on that yeah. toast? Peanut butter. Hell yeah. Get you some peanut butter toast. I'm not big on jellies. Like I, I mean, I'm not anti-jelly. I don't dislike jelly, but oh. I will always You'd rather do peanut, peanut butter. butter. I like yeah. a butter and a jelly together as a nice yeah. toast. For like the morning, peanut butter toast is the fastest thing I can mm-hmm. get in my mouth out, uh, sure. on the way out the door. Yeah, 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 fair. And like it has, I don't know, it feels like thick it's in a hearty. way that yeah. it's like hearty uh-huh. it feels enough. more substantial yeah it does feel more substantial yeah You're exactly. right. I, I like it i like a butter and jam toast when it's like with i'm just tea. in with some tea that's exactly Hell yeah, the, yeah. We should, like, yeah. Can, can we some... clap we should just be talking about this yeah okay let's do well, i mean this is gonna go in the end anyway yeah. uh 10 seconds <laughs>